don't see too many like me. Cause I, cause I am one of the reasons you do what you do when you want to be me instead of you. Cause I, I am still on beat, showing love to the streets. Come on, you know me, cause that's who I am. And we are live with Shock Jocks Podcast here in Cherryville, North Carolina. Hunter Yancey here, Kevin Hastings, Zach Mayhew's in the house. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm actually so excited. I'm so excited because of that news we talked about before yeah. we even went on air. It just excites the hell out of me. Kevin will be in here in just a minute, of course, making sure that we are all set to go on the stream-wise for everybody that is watching us on Facebook. I hope you are having a great day, and I hope that you are also enjoying your social distancing time. For those of you that weren't already practicing it before they implemented it, I know you're just basically doing something that you would do every day. Uh, I would rather have been enjoying it. It's been saving me a lot of gas from driving to and from Charlotte for classes, so I can't complain there. I work at the grocery store, so I'm... I'm, uh, Considered essential. You are very essential. And I've been working well, we thank some you. extra time, some overtime, and, and the gas hadn't been bad because it was 136 in Ligaton today. Dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's nice. It was one, I remember. When Obviously, I was, it's for awful circumstances, right. but it is nice. I was, uh, let's see, when I worked in Lingaton, uh in Boger City, Harris Teeter, it was in 2002, and I remember filling up at the race racetrack race, raceway whichever yeah, one yeah. i can't remember the name of it, it talking about just, the, yeah. just opened up back in those days and it was 125 Ooh. and that's the last time i can remember gas being anywhere close to being this this cheap I, i've got a little malibu and i put uh i had a quarter of a tank and i put 12 dollars in and i had to barely get that in it wasn't going to come it was about to splash out on me mm, for 12 bucks 12 bucks so you can't beat that can't beat that at all i tell you you can't beat it at all really my truck Usually, before these gas prices dropped, it took me $40, $45 to fill it up, depending on what the price was. It was higher or lower. I filled it up the other day for $28. Yep. I was so happy. Yeah. I was so happy. And, uh, so that's that's always fun. And then you was talking about the uh, coming up, the the last dance, I think is what they're calling it. Oh, yes. I'm, woo, I'm I think ready. everybody would be excited to see that. Um, I'll but, definitely be watching it. For those of you that don't know what we're speaking about, ESPN, I guess due to public demand, and not just public demand, but the lack Lack of of, content that they even have to put out besides classic games and reruns, has decided to move up the 10-part documentary series on Michael Jordan's Bulls of the 90s, which to me, I'm I'm all game for, and what excites me the most about it is it's going to be airing episodes one and two on my birthday so to me i'm like hey what day happy was birthday that again? it's april april 19th. 19th so april 19th will be when the first two parts of the document documentary series will air on espn i think as well like when it's done you'll be able to go back and watch it on like espn live thank you kevin for bringing in the purell and the sanitation and the hand sanitizer that we're going to need obviously there were other people here today and there were other people here today. Don't know about if they're a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll need to back my microphone up just a little bit. Kevin, how you today, Ben? What, what's wrong with your microphone? We don't. Just, get we the, don't know if they oh, have yeah. the wrong. I told them not yeah. to touch the microphones. There's uh, a while they were in here. I said I'll set them where you need to go. Y'all don't touch them. There's a funny uh, 
uh, Facebook meme out, and it's a dog. I don't know if y'all have seen it. And it says, every time I get the throat tickle, is that you, Rona? <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Well, see, I feel bad because I have a dry cough, and people are like, oh, my gosh, is that it? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't have any of the other symptoms. It's called allergies. The pollen is getting me just as bad as the corona is. I'll just tell yep. you that. It's getting me quicker. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's it's pretty bad. So Hunter, I heard you talking, and this it, it is pretty ironic, Zach, because Hunter, who really didn't live in the uh, Jordan era, yeah. um, has been really excited about this documentary and telling him to post it early, and then they posted on his birthday. Yeah, that, I think that's great. <laughs> they did. Like I have been really, he's, he's, I've been adamant about them pushing he's it forward. Been really adamant about. So it. the Redskins didn't get Cam. And and he gets that on his birthday. He there got you, two, go. you got two presents. He, go. he was awful scared there for a while. I was I was awful scared, but I am glad that they decided to push the documents documentary forward. But the good news is, Hunter, if you would have had Ron and Cam, there's a good chance you'd have had the same number of Super Bowls as you had in the past twenty five years. Doesn't matter. We're still gonna have that regardless <laughs> this coming year. That's still that's, zero. That's that's gonna be a staple. Yeah, we was talking about that that coming out. And uh, is it? It's ten parts, isn't it? Ten parts. parts. So was, how are they going? Well, it's they... five different air dates. The f- April nineteenth is going to have one and two. Okay, that play that's what one I was, after that's the what other. I was wondering. Yeah, I wish they would do like ten straight days of it. I'm like, that's fantastic. But I was that, why not? I just had a lot of questions about. Is this about his whole career? Is it, he's called this, the last dance? Is it this, just the last three years? This is, is the not, Washington years. What, what people it, have to remember is even though. Michael Jordan is the primary folk character. It is about the Bulls yep. as a whole, the 90s Bulls. But you can't talk about the 90s Bulls without Michael Jordan. So he'll, be, of course, be the main focal point and probably what it's centered about mostly. But it'll go in about Scotty, Rodman, Phil Jackson, you know. Um, Curve. They've got so many people coming on there to talk about him. It's ridiculous. There, there's a great video that the one of the first promotionals that they did. It showed a, a ton of people that were going to be on there. Roy Williams is going to come on there at some point. I don't know what episode. Patrick Ewing's going to be on there. Charles Barkley's going to be on there. Magic Johnson definitely's going to be on there. The, the the late Kobe Bryant is going to be on there. Carmen Electra for some reason. For I have some, no yeah, idea. for some reason. And Justin she Timberlake. Dated Rodman. She was might have been married that's to that's him. That's exactly right. I, well, it and, just clicked as soon as, as, soon yeah. as you looked up. I, I, was I remember like, that. Come on, Zach. That's exactly what. It <laughs> so, so it is essentially about the Bulls, just the dynasty that they were as a whole. So I, I can, that kind of explains the ten part documentary series because you got to go through three different three peats. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that if they were talking about the whole thing or right. Just, or just random now, things. I and- told, I don't know if you heard me say this to Zach off air before we came on, but I caught the tail end of Bill Simmons' interview with Colin Coward today. Bill mm. Simmons created The Ringer, for those of you that don't know. The Ringer's now sold for a couple billion dollars to Spotify. Now, now I'll tell you, Hunter, real quick story on, on Simmons. I like Bill Simmons. Um, Name sounds real familiar. He's Is he like a... He used to be on ESPN. He used to call, I thought he was. He used to call himself the sports guy. Yeah. And... He used to write an article on um, ESPN, mm-hmm. and there was two writers on ESPN who I read all the time. Okay, he was one of them, right? And Greg Easterbrook is the other. One. I know Greg. So Greg Easterbrook's ton of different writings, but what he used to do, it used to be called Tuesday Morning Quarterback, and and he would, I mean, it was pages and pages. If you print it out, it'd be pages and pages of information, and yeah. he. 
he he was doing analytical stuff in football before For anyone analytic. else has done yeah. been doing analytics. So yeah. I really enjoyed his articles. Um, he'd give you information that you'd never know. Um, some fun things. Um, Simmons was kind of like that, but he was more of a he was more of the first people who who made a lot of jokes when he wrote. Yeah, it was kind of you know in a joking manner, and he would write about things other than like the you know the the basic journalistic you know writings that people do like hey our team's great our team's this and that now i started i tell you when i fell out on simmons right and it's it's partly personal but it's not but he he, he's a boston guy right yeah so northeastern north he's a he's a sell he's boston Mm -hmm. it's 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 all boston sports so when the yankees i mean when when the red sox came back and beat the yankees in that series the next series, they played the Cardinals in the World Series. And he lost a ton of what he was doing slash his stick because the Red Sox won. Mm. And it totally changed on my end perspective of him re- reading and writing about that series and stuff that it was totally biased. He didn't care. It was oh. just all about Boston. And that's the point when, right at the same time, Zach, Red Sox starts winning. Celtics, I mean, uh, Patriots start winning Super Bowl, so it was just it, Celtics it, were pretty good too. It went from a a funny bitter writer to a hey, what are the chats? And it was a cocky Boston person Boston, that you know now. Yeah. Well, like honestly, before Red Sox won that World Series, I couldn't name five people that I know mm-hmm. that was a Boston Red Sox fan. Right. I honestly don't even know if I know one before they they won that World Series. Well, I mean, I even know during one. the World Series. <laughs> And see, I was in college, so during even during the World Series, all my friends during all that, yeah. they were they were Braves or Yankees fans. None right. of I don't know. I, I still won't know if I know five Red Sox fans. I know one, but it's my eighty four year old grandfather. Well, there you Boston go. Red Sox. I know fans, two. So. I think I know two Red Sox fans. But, but Bill Simmons essentially he said this documentary is more than likely going to reassure everybody that Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. He said that that's more than likely what's going to come out of this. It's going to go so in depth just about the Bulls as a whole, as a whole, but it will bring to light the greatness that is his airness in Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I I could see that. I could see that. He goes on to say how the Jordan and what was it the '98 series averaging 41, the whole NBA final series said is probably the greatest thing in basketball he's ever seen. So. I didn't see Bill Cartwright uh, getting interviewed. <sighs> Cartwright. I didn't see. I, I tell you what. I, I tell you who, I I did, who else I didn't see. I didn't see Isaiah Thomas Cartwright, on there yeah. either. I love Bill Cartwright's voice. Threatened to break Jordan's legs. <laughs> yeah, that too. But um, <laughs> he uh, he had the most unique, one of the most unique shots in yeah. history, Hunter. Mm-hmm. It would be behind his head, so people can see it, and he would flip from here. His free throw was awesome. It, this he is like, his free throw stopped. like this. He would go behind his head and flip it and like then, that. <laughs> Weird. The one thing I did notice about the the doc, uh, the Vignettes that they played mm-hmm. um, was was the the cast of, of, of you guys know players, uh, and, and this you'll see them. Well, this you, is you not forget the how, one. You forget how good of a team that he had around him. It was a yeah. very well played. Jordan is they, the most um, talented player in the NBA by far. 
So they they set up their teams totally different than say like LeBron and them set up their teams. Like LeBron and them's idea is to build the best team that he can possibly. Like I'm I'm gonna add through player movement. Right. I'm gonna add this stud, this stud, this stud. Like okay, last year. Why didn't the Lakers do good last year? Now all of a sudden LeBron needs. Well, I need the best point guard on the court. I need the best shooting guard. The small. I need the best of everything, or I can't win. Hmm. And we talked. Um, so their teams were, and Zach, if you'll remember back in the end. So let's go back to the Bulls. And here's an impressive thing, Hunter. You bring up the defensive player of the year with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Harper out, was outstanding uh, as far as I think he was the only defensive player of the year award in the last 30, 30 years. That's not a. That's a guard. Like, they're all forwards and centers, and he's the only one. I think Jordan averaged like three steals a game that year. Yeah, he was a steals leader one year. Steals champion. And, and so he um, – so they built their teams. They didn't build uh, – who was their point guards? Yeah, I mean, they weren't trying to outscore. Ron Harper or John Paxson? Paxson, Harper, B.J. Armstrong. Kerr. Steve Kerr. Um and so the, so the the other night I watched uh, shooter. I watched uh, the the Bulls and the um and the SuperSonics uh, game five uh, of that series. SuperSonics actually won that one, but um, what what I was noticing when the starting lineup, Zach, like, you're just looking at that, and they put the starting lineup on the on the screen, and the only thing you can say is Jordan better get forty mm-hmm. because there ain't, ain't nobody else is getting you're forty. Getting Seventeen to twenty from Pippen. Yeah, in the playoffs he was getting twenty five because combined they were getting sixty in the playoffs most nights, and um, and, and that's it. You looked, yeah. Rodman's not going. You can't count him for scoring. Kukoc was the third man in those se- in the second. You know, you might get twelve Horace to fifteen Grant, from him. And Horace Grant was that 12. second guy in the uh, in the first uh, in the first uh, dynasty. But they never had a dominant center like almost every team in the league had. No, they and they them. never had a dominant point guard like most teams in the league had. They, they just run, had the three wings. They run three three centers a lot of times. They run Purdue, Cartwright, and Luke Longley. And, and the thing about those teams, uh, uh, and, and they, and they picked, traded Purdue for Rodman, it, right? Awesome. And so if you want to, you know, in those teams in Hunter, here's another thing about those. So Michael never played with a single guy besides Scottie Pippen, who made the All Star team while as a Bull. Ku coach Rodman, Horace Grant, none of them made the All Star team as a teammate of Michael Jordan. So in his whole career as a Bull, he only had one player make the All Star team, and it was Scotty. Um, how many is LeBron had more than that in his first Cavs stint in Cleveland? Zadrunas Ogalskis and Mo Williams both made the All Star team the year they went to the finals. So LeBron in his first year, first finals, played with more All Stars. Than Jordan did in his whole career. We're not even talking about Wade and Allen and Bosch and all those guys. Oh yeah. And then moving to back to Cleveland with Kyrie and then now in L.A. So looking at that in, in L.A. with probably the third best player in the league and Anthony Davis. Right. And and they prided themselves. You and you you could hear Jordan talk about this. They pride themselves on defense mm-hmm. because you remember that's where the, I was getting with yeah, with, okay. with how they set their teams yeah. up. <clears throat> they had two or three <clears throat> seven footers who could foul the big men. Yep. Yeah. That's all they did. And they could hit free throws, too. Luke Longley in that final, Zach, averaged 15 points a game against Seattle. I mean, that just tells you he was giving, he was hitting those jump shots in the free throws. Mid-range jumper. Every one of their big men could shoot free throws. Yep. When they went to the line, they hit, the free, they hit free throws. Um, I, I, so 
they set their team up like I said that like you were like you just mentioned to play defense. Everybody knew their role. It was Michael and Scotty score, and everyone else. Rodman get the rebound, get out of the way. Ku coach pitch in the third way. Centers play defense and hit your free throws, hit your open jumper when Jordan hits you. The point guards were guard the guy. If 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 they couldn't guard the point guard and it was a problem, Hunter, they moved Scotty over yep. there, and Scotty shut it down. Yep. I mean, it, it was it was Scott. If I'm having someone guard the ball, he's the man. Nobody mm-hmm. else in the history of NBA. Gary Payton might be your second choice, but Scottie Pippen's the man bringing the ball up. I I, I have, I mean. And, and even they said, you know, Ron Harper was a lockdown defender. <clears throat> right. And he was a 20-point scorer with the Clippers before he, before he got there. So, um, Shannon, your boy Sharp, was on the uh, TV the other day talking about that Jordan didn't beat the same quality of players that LeBron did. So, LeBron beat Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's. That was Shannon's point, is that okay. best point guard, best power forward, maybe best small forward. Jordan beat well, hold Stockton on. and Malone. Let, let's, let, let's go to that. We can just go down team by team. Well, that's what, you know what that is, but I, want, but I want you to think beat. about that, though. I want you to think about that. That's literally playing into the, the argumentative paper. You right. lost the picture there. Uh, just because of that. that. That literally is playing into the argumentative paper that I was making where everybody is saying today's players bigger, faster, stronger, and everything is better today. Right. And I made the argument that the players in the 90s would have just as good of a chance in today's game than mm-hmm. anybody else. Right. And, and so that, that, that Shannon Bulls Sharp team. played right into that narrative mm-hmm. with that statement. The difference between and that, I like Shannon. The Bulls team and teams now is that they would be guarding people. Yeah. Like they would be guarding People like they don't guard now. Colin Coward on his show yesterday said the 96 Bulls would blow out the Golden State Warriors because they would play defense. Right. So, so Zach, you know, you, so I named those three guys that, that, that LeBron beat. Right. Magic Johnson, James Worthy, wasn't, it it, it wasn't Kareem on that first one. It was Devos. Kareem had just retired. Mm hmm. But you beat Magic Johnson and James Worthy, okay? Magic's considered maybe the best point guard of all time. So let's just say before LeBron starts playing, let's just look at the guys that, that he beat. I can give you a starting lineup, Zach, of Magic Johnson, Clyde Drexler at the two, Barkley at the three, Carl Malone at the four, and... Elijah won? He didn't beat Elijah won in the finals. Oh, we're talking about in the finals. Yeah, in the finals. I think, who was the other one? I had Seattle. Kemp, uh, then, he would have been a power forward. Well, but you could have Stockton coming off as a six man. Well, <laughs> right. So Stockton coming off the bench behind Magic. Stockton was on the dream team and is the all time leader in assists. He gets poo pooed on a lot and steals. Stockton is to see. And he was tiny, so he beat that guy. Uh, Stockton, Zach. If I don't know if you remember, he's the one that knocked out Barkley in the '97 playoff series. With a three point at the top of the key. Yeah. So what they did, I was watching it. Carl Malone set the most illegal screen I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And, and what they did was so Barkley and I mean Malone and Stockton set the top of the key, right? So Barkley's guarding Malone. It was I don't know if it was Kevin Johnson or not at that still at the time, or if it was someone else at point guard. Probably was Phoenix. So, so when Stockton, somebody was talking about Kevin Johnson the other day, how he was he's today's like Kyrie Irving. He would get 20, 25 points a game, but he really didn't help his team and stuff. So Malone cuts towards the ball. Barkley follows him. Well, no, no. Sorry. Stockton cut under Malone for a pick, right? So when when he cuts under him, Malone picks 
his guy. Barkley stepped up and didn't switch. See, back then they didn't switch every single pick. So Barkley steps up not to switch. But the point guard switched and left Stockton wide open swinging around for a three. Barkley didn't get there too late. And if you watch the replay, when Barkley stepped up, Stockton, Zach, shoved the guy guarding him into where Carl Malone was at. So they got like a two-man shove, so he got pushed like twice within the same second. By the time Barkley realizes it, Stockton's standing over here by himself, and he catches the inbound pass, hits the three. And, you know, you're talking about you know, who, who did Jordan beat. <clears throat> we could do by default. He didn't beat him in the finals, but he owned Patrick Ewan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could throw Patrick on there. Went you through have Shaq. A, uh, went, went through Shaq. He did have trouble with him that year he came back, I believe. Right. They, the Magic beat him. Uh, that was a good team. When Jordan uh, was running Penny 45. Shaq, but, um, yeah, that whole – I think it was Jalen Rose that said that Jordan would be unstoppable in today's time with no hand check, and it would be over. Uh, he had he had averaged forty. I was to say everybody would agree he could probably he'd average forty on his career. Look at James his Harden on his career with hand checking. He averaged thirty. Look at James Harden. How it's, much better is Jordan than James not, Harden? It's not only the hand checking, Hunter. It's the if you get by someone today, there's nobody in the lane. Is there a shot blocker in the lane? No. So no. not only would he get he'd dunk all over everybody. It, it, it would be a dunk fest. His first five to seven years when he was athletic, Jordan like one of the most athletic guys in the league, the hand checking it with no hand checking and stuff. There's no way in in, in the world anyone he, staying in front of him. He posterized Dikembe. He posterized Alonzo. He posterized uh, multiple shot blockers. And see, I think that's what I think that's what's going to make this so great. This docu series. It's because it's going to give kids like me mm-hmm. and a lot of kids my age think that LeBron is the greatest, and that's fine. You know what I said? It's an opinion, and and mostly it's statistic based because he's you know so high up on uh, assists, rebounds, points, and everything. But they're going to be able to see, and I'm going to be able to see even more in depth, not on like what I've already just searched up on my own, who Michael was on the court and his mentality, and essentially what made him so great. It, it's going to bring to light and give a, the ki- everybody just the only thing to watch if you're a sports fan is going to be that. That's just brand new. So it's, it's going to be, be bunch, it's going to be eye-opening for a lot of kids that are just like, oh, well, it's LeBron. It's LeBron. So, Hunter, what you got was a perfect mix of one of the most athlete, most athletic people of all time who was taught the fundamentals by Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. Played for Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, had some good coaches in the Olympics. Even across Doug the Collins board, across the board. Collins was a decent coach. Um, so you take Jordan's raw athletic sports greatness. So before he got to winning the championships, people were discussing whether or not he could be in the in the in the in the discussion mm-hmm. with Magic and, and because it, he couldn't pretty much win. then it was Magic Bird. And Kareem. It was just because he couldn't win the big one. Right. It's the same thing and everybody it, was having with LeBron before he won his. And, and again, no no superstar, except maybe Dirk, that I can think of, has won it specific, kind of by himself. Um, and, and Jordan was no exception with that. Um, I mean, that Mavericks team wasn't great, but they had what they did good was just play right. as defense. They played great defense, like team defense. So So... Not only did Jordan they were in have, LeBron's not head. only did Jordan Howley have one teammate, um, Hunter, every team he played against also had two or three all stars as well in those finals. Lakers, Magic and Worthy. Um 
Portland. Uh, Terry Porter made the All-Star team that year, and so did Clyde Drexler in the for the Phoenix. It was um, Barkley. Kevin Johnson. I think KJ made it that year. Uh, I may, may even think it might have been Marley. Uh, may have snuck uh, he was in. a shooting guard. Yeah, he may Kevin have Johnson snuck. was the point guard. Marley was shooting guard. Right. Marley may have snuck in that year. Um, and then over in, of course, the, the Sonics had Peyton and Kemp. And, Kemp and, uh, and, and, and they had Detlef Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp made an all-star team. I think he might have made it that year they made the finals, too. Because usually those teams when they make the finals end up with three people on the right. uh, on, on the uh, on that. So um, yeah, there's just so many little... Little details and little things like how about how about they never played a game seven, Hunter? Never, nope. never played game seven. Not in the not in the finals. That in the yeah. East they had they had to a couple of times here and there. We had never game seven um, in the finals because Jordan called game every time. Well, and, and, and if let's just say this, it, this would be my opinion. But if if they would go up today and they were in today's time, and, and you've got let's just say it's the Lakers, LeBron, uh, not LeBron, Jordan would would make it a vendetta. I mean, you you're gonna have you're gonna have Scotty guarding LeBron, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's gonna want him to shut him down. He's gonna, he's gonna want to shut the Lakers down, and they could shut the Lakers team down. I believe that. Um, Who's the Lakers starting lineup? Hunter, do you know? <sighs> Listen, I, I will tell you this. Uh, I don't know if Rondo starts. Right now, no. who, who, well, who, it who, doesn't matter because it's strange they played LeBron at the point. So if you want to go ahead and put LeBron at point guard, they there you basically go. morphed him into Scotty. It does, yeah. But what they don't realize is, I don't care who your two guard or maybe your three guard is, is Jordan's locking them up. Jordan's locking up your little guys that all they want to do is stand on the perimeter and catch and shoot. That's going to be that, they that would is, have a, that's rest time they would for have Jordan. Crying, crying with their legs, uh, tail between their legs. I mean, look at Rodman. He would have Anthony Davis tore up. <laughs> would he not? He would be in his head. He didn't have to score a point. He'd be out rebounding him, and he would have him crying. Yeah, but are they going to let him talk as much smack in this soft NBA day? They're not just going to go team up real fast as soon as he about makes one of them cry. It would be. I don't know because this is here's the <laughs> and thing I, and I take it. because the game is just so not physical anymore. No, they're all friends. The, the physicality. That was right, Zach, in the nineties. Here, here's, here's the Lakers. Absolutely, I think it would overwhelm any team that has won it in the two thousands and twenty tens. Maybe not the early two thousands, because if I'm not mistaken, hand checking was was deemed out of the league. Like you can't touch somebody on the perimeter in two thousand and four. I think that was yeah. what my research said. So this is um, make sure when you do point that out, it's not, it's not only the hand checking; it's the no seven footers in the lane blocking a shot. Yeah, that too. Stretch fours and fives now. Um, it's all spread out. And so, they're shorter today so here's than their, they were in here's the 90s. Their starting lineup. Small ball. A- Avery Bradley, Danny Green, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and JaVale McKee. And this is exactly how Chicago did up. Pippen would guard LeBron. Yep. Jordan would guard Avery Bradley. And then, That's a lockup. That's a rest day <laughs> and then for Ron, Jordan. And then Ron Harper would chase Danny Green around. Jordan Jordan could guard Danny. He that we just you just there's no reason to make Jordan chase him around no. three pointers all the time. So you make no. Ron Harper do that, and then so you'd have Bradley. Is he getting anywhere with Jordan guarding? No. Him? <laughs> Danny Green's got Harper chasing him around, and then LeBron's got Pippen hounding him. LeBron would rather have the ball out of his hands of someone hounding him anyway. So that's what you want. Then then you want Bradley starting the offense of Jordan guarding him. So against a steel uh, with, a with, steel's champion and Michael Jordan, the, the, he'd rip him. It, it's the versatility. Of those three guys right there that can guard any, th- no matter what three you put out there, 
I have a combination of rotating those guys. So if you look at the look over at the um, the Warriors, okay, right. I'm guarding the Warriors. Yep. So who's my starting line for the Wiggins and Wiggins? Do you want to do today's no, Warriors? No, or do you, you want to do the, you you do the, the seventy three and nine Warriors? Sure, which it, do it, the seventy three and nine Warriors? Okay, because then we can go Steph. Because we know that one. Because I can be honest, I don't know who's starting in this one. Steph, They're so injured. Steph and Clay. It's Steph I mean, you're Clay. Gonna have, you're gonna have uh, all right. We'll go Steph, Clay, Kevin. This is if KD's still on the team. Durant, KD, I mean Draymond, and then I don't know who they would even put at the Looney, Kavon Looney. Okay, whatever. So Looney's and Luke Longley. Okay, that's okay. a wash. You, you know who I put on Durant though, Zach? Don't you? Pippen. Nah. You put Michael. You want to get oh, this Rodman? Yes. You want to put, oh, well, put him on Draymond? KD just to, get, just to have him. Kevin he'd Durant. Be, he'd be ejected in the first game. Right. What's the point of him guarding Draymond? Nothing. You don't want to stop the seven points. Cause yeah, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's my point. Rodman's your best defender for big men. Why put him on now? Now Durant can play with Rodman on on the on the perimeter a little bit, but Rodman was quick. Rodman, that was what made him good. Was he was quick and he was sixteen. And, and, he, and it, now, now the thing about Rodman, I don't want to do a social distance on you, but uh, do you remember this? He would get on him and he'd be like doing the shaking thing. You remember you like. He's just all over him. Like he, no matter he just, what, like, he was going to be childish. The worm. About he, that, maybe that's why they called him that. He <laughs> yeah, just, his nickname was oh, the worm. Goodness, man, he is. It was you know, he just get on your nerves, right? And, and I hated playing somebody. Dennis Rodman, six foot seven. I would bring up. Right. He would drive a drink. When we would play, in, and I'm not going to bring up the person's name. I want you, you to know exactly what I'm talking about. When we played at the uh, at the gyms, this dude would come in, and uh, he would come in, and uh, I hated playing against him because he's always sweaty <laughs> and he was super hairy, <laughs> and he always wanted to rub up on you. <laughs> yeah, that's Rodman. That's yeah. Rodman. Yeah. Now I'll tell you, you remember what, playing against that person. I'll talking. tell you what, though. <laughs> in all seriousness, they used to say it's a bear. They used to say before Kevin Durant came to Golden State, Golden State could be the best small ball team out there because you could play Draymond at the five and put whoever you want. You could you, that essentially would move Clay to the three, keep Steph at the one, and you fill in at the two and four, whoever you want. You can make an argument. The, sh- the Bulls could still shut that down if they went small. Mm-hmm. See, the reason I because was- you can put Rodman at your center and he's six foot seven, right? The and re- he's out rebounding everybody. The reason and I Scotty can be him, your four. The reason I wouldn't put uh, that I wouldn't necessarily put Scotty on Durant is because of Rodman driving him crazy, and I don't know if I'd want him. If you put Rodman on Draymond, they're he's, they're going to take each other out in, at halftime. Um, but you kind of want Scotty to guard Steph because I don't want Jordan or Clay. I don't want Jordan. Well, see, I can do that with Jordan or, or Harper. So I'd rather have. I think would, about it, Zach. You could jo- just smart, smart wise, put Pippen on Curry, Harper chase Clay around. You get tired because Clay is still a, a and, and three point. Something you don't think shooter. about too is he just is, three is point Harper, I think was six five. Right, Jordan six six. Right, they're all Pippen, six eight maybe. So yeah, Jordan, Pippen was listed so at six So then what I would do, I would rotate. <clears throat> I would put Rod. I would rotate Rodman. Rodman and Jordan on Draymond and 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 Durant. Okay, Durant nor Draymond is going to post up Michael, so I'm not worried about that. Okay, so all he's going to do is just get get in their nerves. But you got Rodman getting in their nerves and Jordan talking smack. Right. So you got the most nerve wracking person and the most jerk of all time mm-hmm. talking junk to those two people. And then in the meantime, Scotty's five inches taller than than Steph Curry. Right. And then Ron Harper's chasing Clay around, and, and that's exactly how I would guard them: is, is, is rotate them like that. Um, but you, I mean, it, that team, they can play anything. Um, I, I didn't want to get into all that Jordan stuff, but no, Zach, I, mean, I do got a good Jordan. 
here's your good stat. Well, I mean, Carter. it's it's something that we can talk about because right. it's what everybody's talking about. I know it's it's cliche to say, but at, since they announced that it's coming in literally like two weeks, mm-hmm. that that is going to be the topic. And after they show the first two, that's going to be what somebody talks about is, do you remember this? Well, let's look back at this. It really highlighted this. And so what we didn't know was this. So this is the perfect time to just go ahead and start bringing light to it. I've done- and and at this point, what else do we have to really to compare besides arguably the greatest dynasty of all time? Space Jam. And any well, when is Space Jam? Everything goes, I don't know. Everything goes back to Space Jam, Zach. It's going to flop. If they're going, it's going to flop. I'm telling you, it is. If, if they're going to flop, we sent undefeated Michael Jordan last time the aliens invaded. This time the aliens are invaded. They've give us give us a coronavirus, <laughs> and we're going to send LeBron. He's lost six times. Kevin said he's kicking out, and Admiral Fudd's going to shoot the three to right. win the game. If you draw up the play, Hunter, <laughs> at the end of the game, Jordan dunked in Space Jam. I know, and he stretched Le- himself. Le- LeBron will get to half court and kick it to Elmer Fudd in the corner for three. Yo, but can Fudd hit it, though? Is that not the biggest argument? He's, he's going to play, play in Ray Allen's spot. That's what I'm saying. It can't. But the I, question, that's what I'm saying, though, is like, I think can that's, he hit it, I think that's one You think the, Elmer Fudd could hit yeah. it? I think that's one of the, the, the biggest arguments against LeBron is that if I draw up a play at the end of the game, he might kick it out. No, that That is the play you draw up. Oh, yeah. He drives the lane and kick out. Not if, if drives got, the lane if, and gets if, fouled. <laughs> Jordan, drive the lane, get fouled, pull a jumper, do something. Score, okay? Yes, Michael. Go, yes, I'm going. Mm-hmm. LeBron, drive to the lane. You're going to be taller, bigger, and stronger, whoever's guarding you. When you get in there, get scared and kick it out to a, a skinny guy. That Make the basketball play. In the corner. And, and you know, you Make the about, basketball play. Who you hey, can listen, even look at me and say you don't think is better than Somebody you. asked Iverson about making the basketball play one time, and he yeah. said something to the nature of, I would bet that I can make it with two people guarding me better right, than he, he can, can light up. Yeah. And, and you think about this, too. <laughs> That's Kobe's mentality with three people on him. Jordan, uh, he believed every every time he stepped on court, he was the best. He, he, there's two things I, I, I mentioned about the dream team. Mm-hmm. It, everybody knows about the, the game. It was Magic team versus Jordan team, and Jordan just went Yeah, it was off. the practice. And then the second thing is that was a great when, uh, Tony Kukoc. I thought he was going to talk about where he didn't play the first one. And Tony, they set him on purpose. Yeah, that's Chuck another, Daly didn't play. That's another, didn't that's play another thing. That's this is a great story. But uh, Tony Kukos, and, and they made it a vendetta because everybody was talking about Tony Kukos, and Jordan says he better not score. Mm-hmm. And they just hounded him, mm-hmm. and, and it, yeah, he made life miserable for him. They just drafted him. Yeah, and he was about to join them. They were like, he's not going to score. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, you were talking about that 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 game that <clears throat> they actually lost. Um, but Chuck Daly threw the game. I know you've both seen it when they played the the college the all-star. team. Is that it was what the they college all stars? Bobby Hurley. It was a very good team. Bobby Hurley and Chris then Weber. Smoked them. Yeah, Bobby Hurley, Chris Weber. Shaq might have been on that team. No, too. it was Shaq. It was Bobby Hurley, Chris Weber. They they showed it the other day, and uh, so <laughs> was it Leitner? Uh, he was no. He, no, he was, was on, the, on dream the dream team. I know. I know he was on the dream team, but yeah. I didn't know if he had played in the college select team. And then they were like, no. "All right, we're going to pull you so to the they, dream they, team." He started. He's starts, the forgotten one. Daily on the dream starts team. Uh, pulling all the pulling Jordan and don't play him, and they get beat like fifty six, fifty four, or fifty eight, fifty four, and uh, they didn't know what to say because they didn't know how to play with each other. and They didn't think they could lose. And even Chesky said this. He said, "We didn't even know that he was throwing the game." He said, "Only person who pull that was uh, was Daly," and he said. But it showed them that they was going to have to play together. He said he'd come out the next day and they just completely destroyed. Well, yeah, they played Michael one by forty. Yeah. So, that, but I was saying that that mentality. Yeah. It didn't matter who he went up against. Uh, he could elevate to a, a different level. Well, my, even Magic said. He said after they played each other, one on one, or not one on one, but you know, Magic's yeah. team versus Michael's team for the Dream Team. He said that's when he knew 
This is Michael's team. Well, they this said, is Michael's My favorite lead. part of it was Bird was laying in the corner because Bird's back's hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's like, give it up, Magic. His <laughs> league. Give it up, Magic. It's his league. And Magic was trying. Uh, but, yeah, it was just different timing. And I, I don't Wouldn't it have been to... nice to have seen Dominique play? Didn't he get hurt right for it? Didn't he yeah. miss it because he got and, hurt? And you know, what the, you know, the thing about Dominique was he, he, he blew his ACL out, I believe it was, and he came back and was still it. He's one of the, the rare ones that actually came back, so it would be interesting with KD. But he came back, and he actually still averaged 30 points. Dominique, uh, for his time, was awesome. And he still says he was robbed in the 88 Slam Dunk Championship. He probably was. Dominique was the Vince Carter of that time. Didn't win anything. Power dunker. The Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. He was scored 25 a game. Yep. Like, just he was – he was the player. He walked out on the court. And, and you know, so, and Hunter, this is the the champion. When people say, well, all you do is say 6-0 or 6-0. And, and the reason they do is because of this. Dominique can dunk better than Jordan. Mm-hmm. Vince Carter can dunk better than Jordan. Larry Bird can shoot better than Jordan. Right. But Jordan's a 9.5 on, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at the end of the day, all his contemporaries did not win like he did. Nobody has won like he does, even now. And you look at Durant, I think Durant may be the best scorer. Mm-hmm. If I want a point, I would give him the ball maybe even almost more than Michael if I need a three especially. But but to get it, if I want somebody to go to the free throw line, I'm picking Michael. But Durant might be the, one of the best scorers. He still has got two championships. Yeah, only two. I mean, it's so, so hard. And he's 6-0, and oh, never played game seven, and he six finals MVPs. Three-peated. <laughs> three-peated twice. twice. LeBron's never three-peated. Never once. three-peated. <laughs> the only other person that's three-peated and he only did it once was Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. And Shaq and Kobe in the Lakers. He was probably an 87% free throw shooter for his career. I think it was 88. That's pretty That's pretty good. So, now, so Zach, I think what I am really the most excited about, though, for this docuseries, besides them highlighting Michael and the Bulls, is getting to see what everybody else is going to say about them. Yeah, it's like, be good. like it's. I'm actually really excited because I know it's unfortunate now, but because you have to put it this way. But the late Kobe Bryant's going to be on there, and I cannot wait to hear what Kobe Bryant says about Michael. I really can't, you know, because Kobe idolized Michael. It was like his big brother when they were in the league. So when they get to talk to him, that's going to be great. They're going to have Pat Riley on there to talk about it. I want to know what Pat Riley's got to say about it. You know, he orchestrated the the Showtime Lakers. I and I I really want to see what Barkley's got to say cuz he's not going to hold anything back, but he looks like he's got nothing but <laughs> praise for Jordan. It's just as Colin put it the in this way. He said there will never be a team so loved than the Bulls were countrywide. And he put it this way. He said, heartland of the United USA, they're in Midwest, they're in Chicago. They play hard like everybody does on the East Coast. So the East Coast people can get around them like, they, like a Boston and a New York Knicks. They were hard, gritty, and played, and played really tough. And then they had the flair and the pizzazz because they had the biggest icon in the United States in Michael Jordan's that they appeased to the West Coast. He said, so everybody could, like, you might not like to, to see them beat your team, but you don't hate them. You're, you're almost mesmerized by them just because of how great they were. And, and I think that's something that's exciting, especially for me. You know, I was born the same year that they went set, what was it, 72 and 10. I was born in 96. <laughs> so I didn't even get to see the 96 Bulls. But all I can go off is statistics, hardwood classics, 
and now this gives you a little bit of an insight, really, into what made, and I'm just going, and I mean this in the nicest way, what made that monster tick in Michael Jordan. And I think this is going to be exciting. What would you have, Kevin? I was just trying to pull up some, uh, none. I'm connected to it. No, you're good. There you go. Do I need to hit connect? No. Just open a new tab, search what you need to do. Okay. What would you ask, Kevin? I was just trying to figure out if there was an exact reason in particular um, that Dominique didn't didn't make it. Um, I mean, he it says he averaged twenty six straight seasons before ninety two, averaging twenty six a game. Snub Larry Johnson, James Worley, Tim Hardaway, Reggie Miller, Leader Stump, Shaq, Isaiah Thomas. These are the people that were nominated. Rodman was nominated for for the actual team. I'm glad. Like, how did Draymond Green get on an Olympic basketball team? <laughs> like, uh, like the, uh, he talked, he literally talked his way yeah. into all-star games and Olympic teams. Right. Because people like Terry will sit here and listen to him say he th- he's really good, but he's not actually doing anything. Like, right. I have nobody playing this year, and he's still averaging seven. Yeah, they they, had, they don't have Steph and well they were well, getting ready to have Draymond, Steph, but when Draymond's the leader of your team. You go seven and fifty. <laughs> They're bad. So, man. so he's better than yeah. Right. Getting All right, Jordan uh, won three championships, three scoring titles, named NBA three MVP twice, named Finals MVP three times, All Defensive First Team three times, all within a thirty-two month span while missing zero games. Special. <laughs> 32 months special. Spam. I want you to send me that picture. All right. I want you to send that to me. I can't. I just pulled something up. This is interesting stats. Uh, most minutes played for the Bulls ever, Michael Jordan. Most rebounds for the Bulls ever, Michael Jordan. Most assists ever, Michael Jordan. <laughs> most steals ever, Michael Jordan. And most points, Michael Jordan. Now imagine that. <laughs> now imagine Besides that. Besides Jordan being in Chicago, how many championships have they won? In the history of the team. zero, they should have they should have won another one, but uh, yeah, they they fell short with uh, Derrick Rose. All right, Hunter. Yeah, but- I can agree with that. I think that team was was good enough to win a championship. <sighs> Just the injuries hit him yep. at the wrong time. All right, Hunter. Before I move on, go ahead. Um, to uh, to something else. Yeah, to more important things. Mm-hmm. I do got one more uh, stat. Tell me. This Give me the stat. This has nothing to do with Jordan. No, that's fine. That's fine. The we, Knicks we, we had, talk, we've talked about Jordan for 40 the minutes. The Knicks had support. Has it been that long? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. The Knicks have had support internally for a deal that would have sent Julius Randle, Dennis Smith, and a first-round pick to the Hornets uh-huh. for Terry Rozier and Malik Monk. Imagine that. And they didn't do it? Imagine that. I Who didn't said, do it? The Hornets? The Hornets didn't no, do no, that. No, no, it was the Knicks. They oh. didn't do Oh, the Knicks didn't do that. I would love to I think it was the Knicks. No, no, like Julius Randle walking in is a 20-10 and 10 guy easily. Yeah, that's On uh, the court, he's a 20 yeah, but he he'll go out there and get the job done. They don't need Terry Rozier. I would have been iffy on the. You could have done that deal to me. I know cap wise, it probably wouldn't have matched up without Dennis Smith Jr. Because they, they don't. I mean, well, if you're going to give up a two guard, you might as well get a guard back. But they have guys off the bench that could do that. But it's beside the point. I'm just getting that they they don't need Terry Rozier because they've got Devontae Graham who plays better than him and is cheaper than him and is younger than him. So that trade would have been fantastic. And remember, I was talking about that when it was prime time uh, trade deadline. I said, this is something that is rumored that could happen for the Hornets between them and the Knicks. And if I was the Hornets, I'd pull the trigger. And it didn't happen. He's been rumored. Julius Randle's been rumored 
a lot for the Hornets, and I think that would be good for for both of them. He's I don't and see what I don't understand is why the Hornets didn't make a run at him when it came to free agency because that's how the Knicks got him. They just got him this past offseason in free agency because they couldn't land Kevin Durant and they couldn't land Anthony Davis. We could put a decent team together with him and uh, is it Graham? Oh yeah, Graham's a, that'd be uh, a good pick and roll. I think it would too. I think it'd be a good, real good pick and, and, and roll. NBA. Julius uh, Randle can shoot a mid range and three shot too, so he fits the four spot perfectly. NBA's changed in today's too, game. From going from a, uh, I, I, I like this. They're going from a three superstar team back to twos. Mm-hmm. And I like more of the two players superstar teams. Well, I think it's becoming that way because more and more stars. They really, I think they see the, all the backlash Kevin Durant got, and they really, and what LeBron got when he joined up with the Heat, when Kevin Durant joined up with the Golden State Warriors and made these quote unquote super teams, and they're like, why can't I do it on my own? Maybe with like one extra person, you know? I, I think that's the mentality. They're all buddy buddy. We know that they all go and play together in summer leagues and in spring ball until the season starts up. If their seasons are done. So all the players are buddy-buddy with each other. Nobody really hates anybody. Just, I think, the mentality now, because I think they have thin enough skin that they're like, I really don't want to be labeled, you know, the Kevin Durant of, like, a traitor. You just, you if you can't beat him, join him, you know? And I like that. I agree. I, I would, I'd love, I think what, I think in Giannis's heart, he means it when he says he would like to bring a championship to Milwaukee. But I think he's he going to. He does not I, need to go to Golden State. I, I know he doesn't, but I think he's going to realize that he can't do it with Chris Middleton. He's going to need one other superstar. The problem is, I don't think Milwaukee's got the kind of pull that a Golden State or a Miami no. or somebody else I mean, has to bring in that next Toronto, superstar. Toronto slipped in and got theirs. Yeah, but Toronto's a it's gr- a big, huge big, city. big, big city. I understand that. It is a that. huge and, city. Uh, I think Durant winning the championship with the Thunder. Would have been a whole lot better for his resume than going to Golden State and just taking. If Kevin, off. I that's what, I bring that up all the time. His problem was Russell Westbrook. It was yeah. that was his problem. But I bring this up all the time. Skip kids talked about it. Kids, there are going to be kids someday that you look at them and say, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant all played on the same team and didn't win a championship. Well, here's, here's, and they're going to be like, "There's no way." Well, here's the thing, and I'll be like, "Yeah, it was the Thunder." Russell Westbrook is an alpha. Kevin Durant's not an alpha. He he he's always going to. Take a back seat, and we'll see how he does with the Nets with Kyrie. Kyrie's the alpha in that. that in Kyrie that. is a cancer. He's he, not he, an alpha. He's a cancer. But why'd they go to the Nets? No, because th- Kyrie wanted to go to the Nets. How? How no, are I think you the problem, gonna... I think. Yeah, I think Kevin's okay being an alpha. I think the problem. is... I think he's a different kind of alpha. The, I don't think he's a vocal alpha. The, the problem is Zach is that Westbrook shot more than he did, mm-hmm. and if they would have just cut that back, no matter what team Kevin Durant is on. He needs to have the most shots. I agree. Whether it just na- name anybody, I don't care. Name, Clay Thompson, I don't care. It, whatever team he's on, he needs to have the most yep. shots. And when Westbrook would take more than him, they would lose. I mean, it was just flat out. They and would and, lose. and, and Jordan and, wouldn't put up with that. Kobe, oh, Kobe, well, Golden, Kobe Golden wouldn't put State, up with that. They knew. Kevin Durant even knew. He said that was Steph's team, yep. but Steph knew. He had to defer. Right, Durant to KD. still took more shots than Steph. He still took two more it's shots. A, it's kind of unfair. Uh, with him being, is he a six eleven? Yeah, he's six eleven. Everyone that's unfair. Everyone that plays with him says he's seven foot. He don't like to call himself a yep. seven footer. So he I think wants he's to like list, seven foot. He wants like to shoes list. On. He, he wants to list. And, 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 and 6, where does, 10, how 6, does he shoot? You know what I'm saying? He's shooting what? 
He's he's un he's undefendable oh, it's not, on it, the on the on the release. Yeah. High when you, if someone tries to high point him, they if can't he, do if it. If he had a post game, if he had a fade, if he had Dirk's fadeaway, Zach, and, and that's what I don't understand about LeBron. LeBron has been here seventeen years. He ain't developed it. Like at like J- Jordan him. started working that. And, and he saw and even came, Kobe did. And the reason Jordan did is he saw what Akeem Olajuwon did. Uh, on the post, and, and even and Kobe did the same thing. And, and as a basketball player, I'm telling you that that position, someone who can can do that, is so valuable because he can score almost in so many ways and affect the team that way. From Kevin that Durant spot. is literally pick your spot, and that's it. He just looks he, at a spot, he, he goes is, to he it, shoots, it is. he shoots straight up, straight on, squared up. Um, by the time if, he's if he, up at his high point, he's looking Le- down at the rim. If him and LeBron did Dirk fadeaways, it would be ridiculous. I tell you what, what would be nasty for Kevin Durant to learn would be a sky hook. That'd be unstoppable. Oh my goodness. Because he's already got the touch. And he's got the length. So I, was, I watched the first uh, Shaq versus Yao Ming yeah. game. If Yao Shaq, wouldn't have got hurt, he would have been locked. Shaq had a ton of trouble. Yeah. With Yao. He's huge. The first two times down the court, Shaq tried to bite him and just take it into him and dunk on him. Yao blocked him. Like, I want you to think about this. And then Yao got a dunk on his first attempt. So the first three possessions was two. Shaq gets his block shot yeah. twice. Yao uh, dunks on him. And then at the end of the game, Yao made two free throws. Skyhook. <laughs> Skyhook. Kevin Durant. He's already six foot 11, seven foot five wingspan. Yeah. <laughs> seven foot five wingspan. <laughs> Who's getting up there? My, the, the, problem I, the only problem I see with Kevin Durant. It's when you see him on a court, and then you look at his legs. Oh, they're this big? I've probably never why, seen anything like that's it. That's probably why it's a thing. I've never seen Achilles anything like Achilles it. Blue. It, it, yeah, it, but he never had right, a major Zach, injury until now. I've got some. we got a little fun, Hunter. You want to have some fun today? Have some fun. Have some fun. i got some fun for you. We may have a bunch of people change the channel or tune in to what I'm about to do. <laughs> We're going to talk a little WrestleMania. Figured so. It's this weekend. Still doing it two nights a Zach, have you ever seen anything like what's about to happen? No. They're gonna no fans. Most rap. everything's already taped. Wrestle with what I hear with, with uh, no fans. No fans. Uh, they're they, doing it to land Orlando, their their performance center. What would be nice if they they didn't do this on a pay per view and you could somehow most Americans watch it. Like have well, with nothing, nothing on TV. You'd think Vince could get. I think they, one of the networks. Yeah, he could have struck up a pretty good deal. Clash of Champions was bought by the networks because WrestleMania, if you remember, mm-hmm. was was their headliner, and they bring in Clash of Champions to go head to head with it, just mm-hmm. to take money out of Vince's pocket. Yeah, they could do something like that, and just you know that would it, take it would some of the me, heat off of him. Right, it would seem to me like someone like CBS, who's supposed to be having basketball right now, and the Fox owns and, and FS One. Fox, Fox, yeah, FS1 does the, right. the SmackDown, so they don't own them. They just give yeah. Them they're, money. I was about to say it's strange that it's it's pay per view because FS1 is they're promoting the hell out of it. When I'm yeah. listening to Colin's show and they go to a commercial break, they they're and then they come back it's like, don't forget mm-hmm. WrestleMania I mean, this weekend. WrestleManias are in a big arena too with tons of fans and and and, and theatrics and. I just don't know what the I don't know what they're gonna do or, or how they're gonna do it. it I don't even know how you don't feed off the crowd right. as a wrestler. Like what if you're a heel? Right. <laughs> That's the only thing you did. It, it's is yeah. Well what if they had Stone Cold up there throwing empty beer cans into the <laughs> into the empty seats? You get one. You get, you get, beer, get you one. Get beer. You get one. <laughs> well, Hunter, what I really wanted to talk about talk to me. was Dirty Dick Slater. Jesus, I'm glad you said Slater <laughs> at the end of that. 
Good God. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Dirty Dick Slater. Yeah, Kevin asked me. And, and Zach, knew, knew Zach, Zach knew exactly who he was. Had some things to say about him, too. He flushed Sting's head down a commode in real life. Because he drove his ex-girlfriend to a match. Yeah, because <laughs> she didn't have a ride because he broke up with her. Cornette said nobody messed with the Dirty Dick Slater. <laughs> There's a couple Marty. guys you didn't mess with. He was one. <laughs> Dick Murdoch was another. Uh, uh, Black Jack Mulligan. And the, then nobody the na- messed with Andre. The names are so funny. I mean, just just the names. Like, can't you just see Vince McMahon sitting in a room, spitballing names? Dirty Dick Slater. Like I told you about <laughs> Mastodon. With you know, they had yeah. Vader coming in, and he says, you know, he tried to rename Van Vader to Mastodon. <laughs> Van Vader's like a, a, a you know, he, he's at least top fifteen. He's popular, yeah. and uh, he he was a WCW champion. He was huge in Japan. And Cornette's talking about you know Van Vader coming there, and he's like, we're going to name him the Mastodon. And he's like. He's Vader. Yeah. Everybody hey, knows gonna rename him. Vader and a Mastodon. Why do you want to name him Mastodon? He looks like a Mastodon to me. God Almighty. <laughs> so, and, and, and you know, they've always said this, even about Undertaker. They said there's nobody that could have done what he did with. He said this. There was one of the big wrestlers. I can't remember who his name was. If I went in there and sat down, and he presented me with the Undertaker, he's like, my career's over. <laughs> <laughs> but Undertaker took it and made it. He said nobody else could have done it. Said it would have been in the tank. Uh, Hunter, uh, the, 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 I'm gonna pull up that that art. What they're talking about, Undertaker. Right. So like, I want Zach explain to him the entrance, the yeah. the how we got the Undertaker. I was fixing it. I was and going to that. Is, it's funny you was doing it. This is a like, this is a this <laughs> is a changing. You talk about your Mount Rushmores, right? Him, his entrance, and mm-hmm. and him coming into the sport. Change so, it did definitely was a change in wrestling. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a uh, uh, a holiday tradition. Uh, Kevin, those guys always had the big satellite, right? Mm-hmm. So I every time we would eat Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, we would always leave there, and I would go spend the night with them. We would go watch Survivor Series. Survivor Series yeah. is when Undertaker came out. It's nineteen eighty nine, and uh, they kept announcing Million Dollar Man had this mystery partner, this mystery partner, you know, and they were going to be wrestling Dusty Rhodes' team, and uh. I'll never forget he come out and I I said it was eighty nine. Kevin was seven. He was eighty two. Yeah. And I was eleven. Well, I was, and I'm if like, it was in the spring, I'd been six. It was it was uh it was Thanksgiving night. So oh, you just, turned I just turned seven. So that's Judah's age. Yeah. But we can vividly remember that. But uh and he comes you out. Think, you think Judah and Austin could remember wrestling matches like that? They we wouldn't even fucking... watch it. <laughs> so, you know, he comes out and uh, and kids are crying. In, in in the front row because they're so scared of him. He's he's you know got the looks right. like he's been working out in the uh, in the field somewhere digging up graves and uh, then he comes out and he no sells everything. We had no idea who it was. No idea. Like yeah, they, they just dropped it. Had no names. Yeah. No nothing. For whom the bell tolls. There, that original one was when he was first coming out. Got million dollar man. He no sells everything. Destroy. I mean, Dusty this Rose is, was this a big is name. WrestleMania thirty versus. Or so that that's not scary, the highlights. Frankly, but but this was talking about one of the most memorable matches with WrestleMania thirty. Zach's talking about uh, eighty nine Survivor Survivor Series. Should have never lost WrestleMania match. That's impressive. Who they let beat him was a Brock. Yes. Yeah. For what reason? So Vince made a couple. 
fifty thousand dollars or so. Stone yeah. Cold said he was uh, in in the back watch, or actually he was in one of the the, the, uh, the trailers watching. He said my mouth dropped. He said I just didn't see that happen. He said there's no reason. There was no reason. Right. He, he didn't have to do it. I mean that. He said that is. There's nothing else. Nobody is ever going to touch that longevity or anything, and they, they they dropped the ball. Now they said he made the call to do it though. Undertaker did because he always wanted to give back and. He just said, I just didn't think he needed to do it. But I, that, this is why I think he's on my top four. We talked about our top four. And that's why I put him on top four. Oh, yeah, never losing it. At, uh, In 30 years. Got one of the greatest entrances ever. It's this really, 30, 31st year in WWE right now. Not counting his WCW years. Really big guy. Yeah, he was 16. You almost... You almost got to give uh, Vince some credit for coming up with with him too, with, with the Undertaker. Paul Bear too was all awesome. on his head there. Yeah, Paul, Paul Bear Paul. for the longest time made it. <laughs> and, and, you got, and Brother Love, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, uh, Brother Love, they'd always come out on his show, uh, and uh, they they hyped the whole thing up. I mean, he come out, and I'll never forget him ripping off Hogan. You know, he was wearing the cross, and he ripped off Hogan's cross, and uh, it was great. That was a great, great time, but yeah. All right, so that that brought us up. You know, we we've done our own. I don't, I don't want to get, really get into it. The uh, Mount Rushmore. our own Mount Rushmore. We had Flair, Undertaker, Hogan, and Andre the Giant. Uh, the reason I brought that some of this up was the Rock was on here the other day giving his. He had Flair, um, Hogan, Stone Cold. And he left the fourth one up for interpretation. Yeah, he, he did it like we the, did our football uh, right. wide receiver. Right. He, he said he was on the back of the mountain. Uh, me and Zach put Sting and maybe Macho on the back of the mountain. And then we had a bunch of nominations. Uh, just just some of these are fun. Some of them are not. You know, of course, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Lex Luger, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, John Cena, Dusty Rhodes, DDP, Goldberg, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Ricky Steamboat, Van Vader, Kane, Mick Foley, some of the most popular ones that we can remember if we left anybody off. Now with uh, we're your, sorry, Jake the Snake Roberts. I guess we forgot him on there. Now with your dad sitting in, in, in Mr. T wrestled. Uh, and you, and, and you Roddy did, Piper. And you mentioned Roddy Piper. Your dad's in there, and, and uh, if we ask him, I'm sure he would bring up some of the older guys like Wahoo McDaniel, Giant Baba, gorgeous, Boogie Woogie gorgeous Man. Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George. I know he would do Boogie <laughs> Woogie Man since he got a smooch back here in the Cherville back yeah, in the day. Yeah, he kissed that. Boogie Woogie Man. <laughs> what? Excuse me? So we're the, in a wrestling The event. Boogie Woogie Man. And, and, and he had to go in and be the, the ring announcer, I believe it was. Yeah. Boogie Woogie Man comes out. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy. He's You ought to bring him up. Just, I am. You know, coming out, doing his, you know, uh, yeah. What was the song? Ooh, he could, yeah, ooh, ah, cool, cool kitty. That's the song he came out to. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, cool, cool kitty. <laughs> oh my god! Talk about the girls from New or boy from New yeah. York City. So he comes in ooh. and he's doing his dance and stuff. And Calvin's right there, and he grabs Calvin. He puts a smooch right on his lips. Right Good in the god. middle. And, and me and him's little, and, and we're just yeah. dying laughing. It was a great. It was great. You know, he's like, wow, the boogie woogie man. He's still wrestling today. He looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think yeah. he's about eighty. Uh, yeah, right there. Yeah, he's yeah, got a man. face. Tattoo. Good lord. Good a, lord. Uh, him and his brother went in the Hall of Fame as Johnny Valiant and Jimmy Valiant. The Valiant was Valiant brothers. there that night? Was Jimmy Valiant in Cherville that night? Yeah. I seemed like I thought he, I remember having the, the people on the side. Now that looks familiar. That picture. That is definitely about what he looked that like might, when he was here. That might be from Cherville there, Hunter. 
Cherville High School locker room. <laughs> it, yeah, it was in the. They wrestled in the Cherville Nixon yeah, gym well, and the basketball they gym. They come Jesus. out from the visitor side, and they would come out yeah. from the home side. It, it, even I remember this: the Barbarian came. Yeah, uh, and and they said the Barbarian. Now Barbarian still don't talk uh, really well, but he's from around this area. Actually, y'all had him up there wrestling at the the Ford place. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. There. And uh, they said he was uh, somebody walked in. They was talking in the back and he was just talking normal but he doesn't really talk normal you can do videos and mm. listen to him now he still doesn't talk really normal um so so i was putting uh of course i dropped my, i dropped my <laughs> andre's thing is kevin always drops everything and then andre goes and throws ranch dressing all over the hallway mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he <probably laughs> flare chops some ranch dressing in the hallway cool. all right zach uh i was going through some of the most memorable matches oh yeah uh, any any ones in particular you remember that stands WrestleMania, out as far as WrestleMania? The number one WrestleMania match of all time uh, was the undercard of that match was uh, Macho Man Savage mm-hmm. and Ricky Steamboat. That is supposedly Which one the was greatest it? match of all time. I tell you the ones one, the the one I remember is when they came out and. They came out in little wrestling rings. That was uh, three. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That was three because that's when they brought Andre out. Right, and he had and, his own little, little wrestling yeah, ring. Yeah, and, and the brain was with him. And it was a long uh, entry, a long yeah. entryway. Um, that would have been the Pontiac uh, Silverdome that they'd done that. Um, but Macho Man and uh, and uh, Ricky Steamboat is, is considered the best WrestleMania match of all time. And it, and it was before Hogan Andre, and they actually kind of stole the show on that one. Uh, even though Andre and uh, Hogan was was great on that, another match that I didn't think the match was good, but the the build up to the match was awesome was Ultimate Warrior versus um, Hulk Hogan. I was just gonna say Yokozuna. No, remember that? We, we, I remember Luger, that was a bit. That was a big one. Luger Hulk, Okazuna, Yokozuna who, was good. Who body slammed him? Was uh, it Hogan? Luger. Luger, Luger body Luger's slammed. The one, him? He's the one that came. He was. They was doing the uh, the Lex Express. Remember they gave him the bus and he was traveling all around the country and then he shows up and he slams Yoko. Okay. Um This is what I'm talking about, Hunter. Check out this entry. Mm. It was riding a little wrestling. Like they had <laughs> they had litty bitty rings and that's what they came in came in on. Kind of like the baseball yeah. uh, cart, the golf yeah. cart with the, with the with the helmets on them. Right. But that that's what they came. I thought I I, I remember that one. So I remember seeing uh, him come in, that right there come in on that uh to the ring. So that would be probably the top uh, match. Now, uh, Hogan uh, Rock is considered WrestleMania 18 uh, way up on the list of because Hogan at that time came in as the NWO guy. You remember? Mm-hmm. And The Rock was going to wrestle him. And when he, they get into the ring, the crowd is 50-50. And The Rock was the the, the top face at the time. And Rock even to- talked about it. He said, I had to go back to playing the heel. He that said was because they were wrestling for Hogan. Uh, they was cheering for Hogan, excuse me. Right. Um, so that was a a, a right there, there. there it is. Um, Number eight on the ESPN list of yeah. of greatest matches. Um, so Hogan Andre's top. Surely they had Ricky Steamboat and, and Macho on there. Mm, I saw Macho somewhere. Let me scroll down through here. Um, For Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I Two with Shawn one. Michaels, Steve Stone Cold. That was the one that uh, Mike Tyson showed up. Um, was for Stone Cold. Then they got a girls match. Uh, that girls match was awesome. It was probably uh, it was it was uh, Flair and 
Who did she wrestle that match? Flair and it said Becky Hammer or something. Becky. Becky Lynch. There's Piper and and Hulk. Who'd you say you was? You, uh, Ricky Steamboat and uh, Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat and right, right there it is. That that's the number one match of all time. But they got it to sixteen. They don't even have a picture. You of ask it. anybody today who, who what was the best match? They were so mad that they did so good that they didn't want to go out after them. And but the one below that is the ladder match between Shawn Michaels oh. and Reza Ramon. They actually listen. I'm, I, I tell you what, Scott Hall. <laughs> Was entertaining. He was. I don't care what anybody says about it. He might not be that great a wrestler. He might be whatever he is, a drunk, jerk, whatever. He was entertaining no matter what. And and I, I like watching Scott um, Hall. They, they had Scott Hall talking about this match on a podcast the other day. Hey, Chico. And he says, <laughs> everybody. He said, they even want me to sign that picture, the one that you see right there. Right, yeah. And he says, I won the match. <laughs> and I'm getting be the one getting splashed. You know, he said, I won the match, if you don't remember. He said, now, he said, the funny thing about that one was, he said, there was only one ladder in the whole building. He said, if we tear that ladder up, nobody's getting that <laughs> belt. He said, we didn't even think about they it. They couldn't even get up to it if the ladder broke. <laughs> All right, Zach and Hunter, I got some quick, uh, uh, quick, uh, here is someone else's, Zach, dream WrestleMania matchups. Let's see what she thinks. What? Daddy's pointing at us for some reason. Oh, old-time wrestlers. There you go. Johnny Weaver is his favorite. He, us. he put the sleeper hole. George Becker, Hawk and Sweet Hanson, Haystack Calhoun, the Flying Scots, the Anderson brothers, and Brute Bernard and the Skull Murphy. Hunt, Hunter? That was probably Ole and Gene. That was probably Hunter, even before you, they what? brung Arnie in. Do, do you think those are real names, or he those just real? made those up sitting right there? Calvin, what's the name generator that you use? It sounds real good. It'll take, it'll take a minute before it gets in there to me. All right, Zach, here's some some dream matches, and I'm not going to name the name. Taker versus Andre the Giant. Yeah. Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. Uh, Iron Man match of Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Mr. Perfect versus John Cena. Dudley Boys versus the Revival. Actually, Dudley Boys versus the Legion of Doom. Jake Rock, the Snake versus Hulk Hogan. Trish versus Sasha Banks. That makes any sense to you? I don't watch any of the women's stuff. Uh, Macho Man versus Chris Jericho. Uh, six Man Tag White versus the Shield. And Eddie Guerrero versus Ricky Steamboat. Any of those that would entice your viewing would want to see Undertaker Andre Giant <laughs> no comments just thinking I'm thinking <laughs> the, the, the one that who I who would you want to see Sting wrestle the most oh Taker was it Undertaker yeah I, I had I had something in my mind it was Flair Hogan you know who would who would have been entertaining in, in WWE in their primes was Sting and Macho Rick I always Flair, thought Macho put on a good show. Rick Flair, he said, would jump and fly from everywhere around and everything. Flair said that Sting would have been bigger than Hogan. Could Whether have. that would happen, I don't know. Uh, to me, Sting's the most versatile wrestler, maybe ever. Yeah, like pick a wrestler he could probably he could do a match with almost. Like he could jump around with people, he could fight people to you know bully them around, whatever. A uh, little bit of everything. Um, I got one question for you, Zach. I, I, Hunter may have never even heard of him. Okay. But this person I love to watch. The Great Muda. That's <laughs> awesome, ain't it? I didn't even say it. That's what I'm looking at. The Great Muda. How do you do that? I want to see a match of him. Who would be a best match of him and someone? 
There's no way you just read that out of my damn mind. I got a list of like 25 wrestlers. Great Buddha. I didn't even get it out of my mouth. That was the Sting's best rivalry, I thought. You ever, heard, thought of, you ever heard of him, Hunter? I hated him. No. I mean, I liked him, the but I hated him. He was a great bad guy. No. Uh, he would come out and he would spit green stuff in your eyes before the match started. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it. Uh, M-U-T-A. Oh, is that how it sounds? Very... I was um, over here, M-O-U-T-H-A. M-O-what? M-U-T-A. M-U-T-A. The Great Muda. He owns uh, uh, the wrestling uh, overseas now in New Japan. What about him versus um, Rey Mysterio? Rey's too fast. I, I would rather have him against... Like Hunter. I think uh, Eddie Greer and him be good. This may be the most versatile... I mean, not versatile. Vertical athletic wrestler ever so you talking about muda yeah that ain't him there is it that's that says the great muda they don't look like him he's maybe that's what he looks like now that's, yeah that's what he looks like now uh put uh 90s put the great muda 90s um so they had this match hunter i don't know if kevin remember this or not it was uh the great muda and flair versus terry funk No, I told you wrong. It was Flair and Sting versus Terry Funk and the Great Muda. Sting was in a ton of matches with Muda. So it was Flair and Sting versus Great Muda there, and there, Terry Funk. There's Muda. Yeah. With his face paint on. Now, he would carry this capsule in his mouth because he wanted to spit green stuff. They had them in an electrified cage. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. The cage caught on fire. <laughs> and Muda had to go spit it out with his green mouth stuff <laughs> before the match started. <laughs> Is that not awesome? So Hunter, yeah, vertical game, ropes, turnbuckles, and I'm talking backflips. Right, like he he looked like a a gymnast out there wrestling uh, against these guys, and put on like I said, he put on a wonderful show. Um, he was big enough to, to he wasn't he wasn't small like uh, Rey Mysterio because and he no. could wrestle, so he could wrestle actually I mean, bigger, just, bigger people. I'm to just make sitting it look here good. looking up names that I would recognize, obviously from when I was younger. That isn't. A big name from the Attitude Area era, obviously, like uh, Rick, Rick Flair, <laughs> right, and Stone Cold and Goldberg, you know. And I'm just looking at two of them. I remember kids used to talk about all the time in elementary school. Big Show, Big Show was a big name for me growing up, and and Bautista was a huge yeah. name. First time I ever seen Big Show, he was the giant. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody that big. In my life. I mean, besides everybody talking about the Rock and, and he's John not even that Cena, big. No, he's actually smaller than Shaq. He's not that big. <laughs> so does that tell you how big Yao Ming really is? Oh yeah, uh, hey, Shaq's actually taller than than Big Show. Uh, they actually was in the ring. At Big Show's only like six eleven. Is he seven foot? He's build not, height. He's, build height is seven foot. He, he is seven foot because build weight's three hundred eighty three pounds. Uh, pull up. Uh, big in. He'll have to do it. Pull up. Is somebody making comments? <laughs> Yeah, we we got some. We got some funny. People. Wanted some Steven Regal. Oh, there's Tom. Sinifar. There's Tom. He's he must be a wrestling hey, fan. Hey Tom, he, he wanted some. Like well, and share, buddy. What about the British Bulldog? British Bulldog was great back in the day. I, the Great Moodle. I that's fun. I, that's insane. You just guessed that out of my head. It's not insane, that you, but but I mean, I just Steven said he was Regal. really entertained. At Tom says Steven Regal. Listen, <laughs> do you know that uh, Tom? If you're listening still, do you know that uh, Steven Regal got fired from WCW for embarrassing Goldberg in a match? Did he? Oh, yeah, well. because Goldberg was going out doing these thirty second squash matches, and he mm -hmm. said he's not going to do that to me, and they're going to let I'm not going to let him do that to me. And he goes out there and puts him in an arm bar <laughs> and doesn't let him pin him. 
And then he lays down and let him pin him, and they fire Regal for that. They said, Regal, you don't mess with Regal. He was one of the guys you do not mess with. He was uh, a legitimate bad You know, I don't dude. think there's any show out there that gives wrestling more of a highlight right now than we do. <laughs> I love wrestling. <laughs> it's been, what, three, four straight? We're just, there's, he comes up somehow. Well, okay. Well, Hunter, when there's no sports to talk about, right. pull up. Vince you got to talk about the entertainment. So he's talking about entertainment. This is the great mood of here. He's probably going to do his spit, but I, I did want everybody to see the big show and, and Shaq and Ring at the same time. Yeah. There was the green uh, spit. He had to use that to put out the uh, the cage that time. It was awesome. <laughs> the great mood now you hear Terry Funk talking in the background on this, and they 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 wind up teaming with him against Sting and, and Flair for that that match I was telling you about. But uh, they had good chemistry; those two did. Oh yeah, and that's what, that's one of the things I meant about like Sting about being versatile is that he could wrestle Muda and then and, and then turn around and wrestle with Hogan and them guys, them guys too. Flair and Sting had some good good matchups. They, they, they could do it with their eyes closed. The only one I think that was better with Flair than Sting was, and I think Flair would even tell you this, was Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Um, they could do a, uh, he called a 60-minute Broadway, which that means you nobody wins. It's hard to put a rubber band in a into a pretzel and tie up a rubber band. That's about Moodle was. <laughs> Andre will come down here and tell you, why does anybody care what's going on Sunday? It was all written in fake. I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh goodness! The pull great, up uh, the great Muda. Pull up the uh, the big show. I was trying to get him. Shaq. I was trying to get him jumping around. Oh, you want to get the, the fun one? Is uh, put Muda put puts out uh the 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 fire on the cage. <laughs> you know it's gonna pull it up. We'll see. Halloween Havoc. Uh, Rick it Flair. It says Ric Flair and Sting versus that's it. Muda and Terry Funk. Yeah, because the the. the before they even start the match, it catches on fire. They put an electrified ring. Who does that? <laughs> Who wants to wrestle in that? <laughs> I mean, that's like it, Mick, Mick Foley with the the the, uh, the rings that blew up. So you know who Mick Foley, Hunter? Mankind. Mankind. So Mankind, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, and... Dude um, Love. Dude Love. What about Val Venus? Hated him. <laughs> I had a friend who likes some Valvina. Look how big that cage was anyway. Now, Muda's... Is this after it's already happened then, I guess? Because they're wrestling. It must have been. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But anyway, if you get a chance to watch that, it's good where the, the, the ring actually catches on fire. Um, Exploding cage death match. I don't know what that That's is. horrible. Um, and like said, Muda the first on the time, games. The first time I ever saw uh, Big Show... And I said he was a giant. I was actually, uh, it was in Bojangles Arena. I don't know what they called it. They could still call it Bojangles Arena down in Charlotte? Yes. Yes. On Independence. See, you know, that's a small arena. Yes. So we had seats mid-range. Up. It's about eight 9,000 people. It's pretty much the same size, actually, Hunter, as Appalachian's basketball court and Duke. Duke's is, mm-hmm. is shaped different. Duke's is a square. Anywhere you sit there, you got a good seat. Right. And you could see him coming I saw out. Sting. Uh, we saw W. We went to Nitro there. Um, and it was Sting came out. There's no really rafters there. No, there's no. So he he had to come out of the side of the ceiling, and he showed. He didn't ever come down to the ring. He just showed Ooh. up, and and uh, that that was that was pretty much it. But I did get to actually see uh, Sting come out of the um, ceiling. I went to watch Nitro there also, and uh, that's when uh, Kevin Ash and Scott Hall had showed up. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy going through after the the matches are over, and he he's chanting Diesel's unleaded. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was diesel in WWF. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, 
Uh, great, great stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the the match for Zach. I was wanting to see uh, how Shaq's taller than Kane uh, in the big uh, show the, here. Uh, yeah, put uh, yeah, it should it, it should even if you even if you didn't do YouTube, you could probably do uh, nah, there's a a standoff between them. Yeah, that's that's what this is. says. Is Shaq it? enters the third, enters the battle royale. Um, and, and he is taller than <laughs> he is taller than Big Show. Yeah, he's definitely taller than. Him. Uh, I oh think yeah, well, Shaq's seven like foot, seven two, seven yeah. two, and so Big Show literally is seven foot. I don't know how much I like Dustin Rhodes. I don't. I don't, I don't get the gold dust stuff. I got something for you. I, th- I thought he was Kevin. If you haven't seen it already what? after this, what? Well, first of all, shout out to Terry Reinhardt. He sent. He's not in the chat. But he did send this to us, and you're getting ready to see it if you open. He sent a text. I didn't look at. If you look at the text, and I had to double check to make sure it wasn't fake, so I went there to it North is. Carolina. See how much taller he is? Eddie? Oh yeah, he is. He is substantially bigger. I had to go to North Carolina's football <laughs> Twitter page. There you go, Kevin. To see if this was legit. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and essentially what it was. Just don't choke each other. <laughs> just, what's that? They both choked. No, oh, that's a three-way choke. It was a three-way choke. <laughs> that's a three-way choke. Colin and, said don't, don't uh, yeah, if call he him wants hot us, garbage. Don't so call I don't, him I don't hot garbage if he wants, us to, if he wants us to, him to like and share. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't Tom. Hear, I didn't hear you know we, so you know we don't it. mean it. I must have missed it. What? Hot garbage? Who's he must know? be talking about Stephen Regal. No, I don't. Look, anyways, breaking Keenan Stadium is to replace the synthetic grass with new Carolina blue playing surface. I don't like it. I'm not hot on it either. But a lot of, t- you know, what is it? Eastern Washington's got the red field. I don't Boise like State's got the, the Boise blue, blue grass, and North Carolina's <laughs> deciding. Cincinnati, the Bearcats have the black turf. North sorry. Carolina's jumping up on it, I guess. I, I, I had, I'm sorry about breaking in, but I just had a, one of the greatest matches of all time popped in my mind. Yeah. Magnum TA, totally Blanchard. I quit match. <laughs> They're in a cage. Yeah. And they have the old microphones that have the cord, so they have to run the cord through the cage. And Magnum is beating the microphone into Tully's head and then making him talk to it. Ma- it's great. <laughs> so I-, I played it for Gabby one time, and she's like, turn it off, turn it off. I can't watch anymore because there's blood everywhere. Yeah. That was a great. So that's two more greats that we didn't well, name. Hunter, um, Keenan Stadium to replace synthetic grass with new Carolina the uni- blue playing service. I don't know if the uni- people can see don't that. like it. The University of North Carolina. Is no, a, it's, it's not. It's not going to focus in like that. Is a complete uh, joke. Back it up. Yeah, because I yeah, saw the picked blue it up for a minute. second ago. There, yeah, it's horrible. Don't like it. Look, you, regardless, regardless, they're making say, the field Carolina blue. I will say this. Carolina blue. A lighter color is better than a darker color. That's about all I can say to it. I don't like it. Um, I mean, um, Cincinnati. Are they going to replace their synthetic coach? That's my question. Are they going to supl- <laughs> they're are synthetic. They gonna replace their synthetic their coach? Their synthetic coach has worked really hard to get a lot of top recruits, so that's, I think they're going to be cute. fine with that. That's cute. If you don't tell call the right play, Hunter, or put well, him in the right position, well, hey, he might recruit. Fifty-five star athletes, but they don't know what positions they're going to play. Well, until let me they tell you get something. There. Do you think <laughs> Davo Swinney, at the end of the day, is a special teams coach? That's where he got his start. 
And you mean to tell me he's the one that's putting them in the right positions, all these star athletes <laughs> that he goes out and recruits that's not his coordinators? A special teams guy is, is calling the shots on the offensive and defense side <laughs> of the ball? Now, I'm not calling into question his ability to be a head coach Hunter, just because he's obviously won a Hunter, national championship. But do, at the same time, in college football, you have, to, you have to have talent. If you don't have talent, right. what good is your play calling? You do know today is April Fool's Day, too. I know it's April Fool's Day. If I, I hope it's fake. <laughs> just, he got, he got burned saying, on one himself today. We about, we about did earlier. Listen, yeah. I, I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping this is a big April Fool's thing for North Carolina to change their – Field turf color to blue. I hope it is. And I will bring up one thing too. Uh, there's, there's not many. One person that Kevin dislikes more than he dislikes Cam Newton is Mike, uh, Mike Trout. And today the they've got mm-hmm. on ESPN from Mays to Trout. <laughs> I don't dislike either one of them actually. My thing, they're just over, overhyped. Is, is the Danny Green saying is why don't we just crown them then? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, wait till. Let's wait till the, the the games are over. Um, be honest. I can. I mean, there, if I say, if one person says Cam won MVP and Mike Trout won MVP, but then I give you stats to show someone else has had a better season than them, I'm not hating. I'm just saying maybe someone got just got more votes from people. It's voting. I don't have a problem with Mike Trout in today's. MLB, I got a problem putting him on Mount Rushmore right now. Right, it drives me insane. Right. I can't even stand it, it, it. It skews my view of him because of how the younger people just say he's the best, and and I, I don't even see it now. No, um, the uh, the a no, big no, thing. No offense, Hunter. a big thing about that, that, and it's just it's nah, just in today's in today's baseball, is that you just can't convince me, Zach, that striking out is better than putting the ball in play and getting out some other way. Um, you can't convince me that a walk is just the same as a single and that on base percentage, you'd rather have the guy that walked than the guy who knocked him in. You know what I mean? Like, if if anybody to me can walk, you're just watching balls go by. But not anybody can knock people in on, on, on base. And, and whether it's – you don't have to hit a double to knock someone in. Um and it's moving base runners over as well. If you got a guy on second base and one out, if you get a walk, now you've got double play situation. But if a guy flies out to right, you move the runner to third. The war will tell you that he, the guy should have walked. But if you walk four times, you got to walk four times to get one home run. And the on-base percentage thing is that you can have an on-base percentage over 1,000. In a Major League Baseball game, you can get on base four times an inning, 36 times a game. This April Fool's. <laughs> Thank God. Told you. Thank God that the somebody is not that stupid <laughs> at the University of North Carolina. The on-base percentage Thank thing God. is you can get on base four times an inning and never score. You can walk four times an inning and never score, and I can hit one home run, and everyone else on my team strike out. And I'm on-base percentage. Yours is 1,000 and mine is 0.53, but I won't. And, and to me, I'll always, Zach, I want the guy swinging the bat. It, Trout strikes out once a game. His batting average striking out is 250. That means Pujols, he's not making contact. Right. So how is the guy who strikes out twice as much as the other guy a better hitter? Because he walks more. That's the argument. Is that, say, me and Hunter have pretty much kind of the same stats, but he strikes out 100 times, I strike out 50. 
he gets 75 walks, I get 50. They say he's better because he got the 25 extra walks. And we don't even look at the 100 times you K'd. And, and, and as far as the double play stuff go, go, and people say, well, double play is worse than a strikeout. If a strikeout, you don't do anything. You don't move a runner over. You don't do anything but get an out on yourself. And I would much rather have people hit the ball in play than sit up there. And if if walks are so important, why do they have intentional walks? You know, if if walks are so important, why do you even take the bat into the batter's box until you have two strikes? Shouldn't Mike Trout just stand there, Hunter, walk up to the plate, set his bat down outside the batter's box, sit right. there with his arms crossed until he gets two strikes on it? Because so. if, if that's what you're trying to do. And see, that's not baseball to me. And the thing with uh, the, the the same thing with the cam thing, that in the past three years, Hunter, you too, how many times have you heard someone say, Matt Ryan, MVP? Have you heard it from anyone? Do you know it besides uh, you, besides your cousin is a Falcons fan? Yeah, no, or, or, <laughs> or, you know, Skip Bayless, or if I'm watching Shannon Sharp, they'll just kind of, you know, just, you know, he was a, they'll say like, he was an MVP. Right. right? But that's you, about it. But that's the only but they, thing. But, but anyone if someone ever was to says, bring up Matt Ryan, they don't say former MVP right. Matt Ryan. They it's say a different, Matt it's a different Ryan. They'll probably say about, three and twenty-eight. Yeah, before they say MVP, twenty-eight to three. Speaking before they of, MVP. Speaking of football, they did just pass. Right. They got they got a collective yeah. vote on another to expand game. the playoffs by playoff, one team. Another playoff team, not game. Yeah. And what that does is essentially set it up to where. The number one seed is the only team that's got to buy. Everybody else right. has got to play. Right. Do you like it? How about this? I'll give you. I'll do give, I, I guess the question for both of you is do you like it? I love it, but I'll give you the fun stat. With the, with, um, I like the number one team getting to buy. No, no yeah. team mm-hmm. since 2012 has made the Super Bowl without the buy. <clears throat> Mic drop. Wait a minute. See if anybody's watching. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I can do. Well, that's the but only way that the New about, England has made it. They, they, I, exactly. Without Every year, the New England gets, they've only made it with the buy since Tom Brady was there. Um, when you, The Panthers, made, the year they made it, they had the buy. If you get a buy, you only have to win two games to get to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Just, just two games. And if one game, let's say, for example, Zach, Cam and them, first game they play, Carson Palmer's those four picks. Cam don't even have to do anything in that game. Mm-hmm. The next game... It's 14 to nothing before Cam throws a pass. Right. So the Panthers made the Super Bowl without Cam actually doing anything in those games for the most part. I like that they voted for this because, to me, essentially what it is, it's basically another wild card team. Right. And that means that the Rams last year, who were 9-7, and seven, would have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't know who, what, how the matchup would have worked. I don't know who they would have drawn. But essentially, you'll get more teams in that have winning records that are sitting there on the bubble. And I'm all for it. I'm all for people having. Are, I'm all for having the best teams right. in the playoffs. Here's where people are scared, and I think they're making a mistake. And I don't. I don't oh, think a seven and nine team getting in, yeah, and it's not going to happen. No, it's not because the re. The extra one person team you're giving it to is going to have a winning record. It's going to be a wild card. The, that the usually teams gets are going to be set, the teams are going to be seven and nine or eight and eight are going to be division winners. Yes, you. I don't. You. I don't think you'll ever have a wild card that's with, seven with a and bat. Nine. Yeah, with a bat with a losing record. It's They'll either impossible. be eight and eight or nine and seven. Right. I, so I don't think that is a is an issue at all for for any of these folks. And then also, Hunter, if you want to look at it from that end, more than likely. Mm-hmm. It's gonna like you just said. It's gonna bring in more teams with ten wins and stuff. The Bucks, however, 
I, I read the, the article. I think it was the 2014 Bucks won right. 10 games. Yeah. And they still wouldn't have made it under this format because another team had 10 games. So that was eight teams that had 10 wins. See, there's a bunch year. of teams that had good records last year and just couldn't get in just because of they didn't have the extra wild card so spot. It, and uh, I like it. This I year, think it's good. This year, it I think it's been, really good. It would have been Pittsburgh at 8 and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have played Kansas City in the first round. Uh, then Titans versus Patriots in the first round, Bills and Texans. Uh, so it actually don't even affect the regular matchups. It just is the two, the two, the number the two, two team seed has to play, has to play yeah. the seven seed. Yeah. So it. it don't even so it don't even mix up the three, four, seven spots. Now the only question I have now we do mm-hmm. have one question to fill. We'll, we'll have to get answered coming up. Right now in the NFL, the one seed plays the lowest seed no matter what. Yeah. Are they going to keep that rule, or are they going to do an actual bracket where the one seed will play the 4-5 no matter what? You see what I mean? I would do it that way. I think the four, it would the be 4-5. I think it would be more interesting if they play the 4-5. Because if you give them the bye and the worst seed, that's like that's, that's that's double. A, that's a cakewalk to some people. Right. That's, that's what they're going to give them watch. You think they'll get because that's what they've been doing forever. Yeah. You think the teams will well? Say, if they do that, it's to essentially, to me, if I think they that's do the that, only detail we need to it's a, out. it's a, it's the NFL pushing forward that they want Kansas City to be back multiple times because I think Kansas City essentially can lock up a one seed next year and the year after in the AFC. I'll, I'll take it. If they play a, a seven seed, then it's that's that's one game of rest way. that that you're giving. Patrick Mahomes, and then he has to go out there and play an inferior defense. I take it this way: um, that will make the regular season that much more important. Oh, I think this. Regardless, this mm-hmm. makes the regular every season so much game. more important. It was already every, important anyway. Everybody wants a, the one seed now because you can't just say, "Oh, we got a two seed. Right, we'll right. be okay." With adding this many teams now in the football playoffs, <clears throat> as of this year. So in the NFC, they would have added the Rams at nine and seven. Mm-hmm. The only two teams that mean well, let me put it this way every that means every team in the league that's five hundred or better would have made the playoffs except two at eight and eight Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys. So looking at it, it takes every team five hundred and better. There is sixteen of the thirty-two teams are five hundred better. Exactly half the league. Mm-hmm. And every one of them, the 14 of those 16 are in the playoffs. So it's basically saying winning records you're in. Yep. It's rewarding you winning. Have to, if you it's have rewarding a winning, winning. If you have a winning record, which means nine wins, you're going to be in the playoffs. The only way, reason, the only way it wouldn't, like you said, is divisional winners. That's the only way. Yeah. Divisional winners. They win the division at eight. Panthers eight. go seven, seven and, and, and win the division. That's the only way you're, you're going to get these losing records, I think, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, that's but, it. It, it. I You can't go past seven teams. No. You can't, and I think the NBA should actually back into the seven. Yeah, it, it, yeah. You know, it's funny. The last few years we've muddied up. The last few years we've we've been wanting and predicting some of this stuff, and they're actually doing it. And it's kind of like weird because we've always been like, I don't ever do I that. Don't, don't ever. I think it's great for the change. NFL because, <clears throat> like I said, it does make your your regular season that much more it gives important. You three you got games, one person, it gives one you, team on your side that gets to buy six games on Wild Card Weekend. I'm fine. Awesome. I'm fine with it. That's so awesome. Uh, so if you're in the NFC, it would have been Rams at Packers, uh, Vikings and Saints still, Seahawks and Eagles, but Rams would have got in and they would have had to go to Green Bay in round one. And, and what that's going to mess up, Hunter, is our freaking predictions. What do you mean? 
Oh yeah, we, now yeah. instead of I'm like, six, I got boards over here with six they doing spots. it this year? I like, think so. Mm, up already, or is it going this year? This year, I thought they were. I thought they were implementing seventeen games and this next year. Really? I know I the seven, I know the seventeen out. games. I'm more than likely is coming next year. I don't. NFL know. owners have confirmed, and we can. It is confusing. This is not a, a April Fool's Day, right? I don't think so. NFL owners <laughs> have confirmed via today's vote teleconference that there will be an expanded playoffs after the 2020 season. So it'll be 2021. It'll be next year. Or does that mean the playoffs after the 2020 re- regular season? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not descriptive enough. We'll just have to deep dive into that. But we can year. find out by Saturday. We're, yeah, we'll definitely. <laughs> hey, find and if that is, then change your picks. I know, right? No, well, we might as well, one. might as well get just do one just for fun. No, what messes up is I got to change my damn board. Oh. I got six spots up there. Yeah, I know. Well, it's exactly all, six spots, no, Hunter. No, no, all you got to do is <laughs> just not put the one seed, <laughs> put the one put seed the up one seed. above. Just make a, a special special box on each side for the one seed. <laughs> That's it. Three, six, jeez, right? <sighs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, anyway. we'll have to repick those. We'll have to repick those. All right, let me go make, go through see if there's anything on my list of things to go over. Hunter, the uh, the um, April Fool's joke of the day going around Conference USA is fake inviting teams. <laughs> They're not. Their fake Twitter feed is. It's fa- it's called Fake Conference USA Network. Breaking news: <laughs> Appalachian State will come the 14th member. <laughs> And someone complained about Charlotte not getting this, and the next one was like, breaking news, Charlotte has replaced Appalachian State as, <laughs> as conference. USA. I'm all for it, man. People are just having fun with it. I'm glad uh, they're having another fun. thing, though, that's, that's uh, it's not April Fool's, but it is uh, today. It is uh, Sean Taylor's, if he was alive, would be 37 today. Mm-hmm. Zach, who, which team, EA team, has the most Hall of Fame basketball players? Celtics. 38. Two teams have zero. Can you name them? Hornets. Hornets have four on their list. I want to. I want to know who played for them that, that's made it. Because I guess they're Hall going, of Fame. Are they going just people that were there for I, like a blip? I think so because there's not there's not a be Alonzo. There's not a list Horn, uh, here. I'm just going by the pictures and it's got Hornets listed as four next to it. Maybe Alonzo did go in. <clears throat> he did. He went in the same year. Jordan what about did, Glenn Rice? Did he get in? I think so. Who else would have played for the Hornets? Robert Parrish? Did he get in? Yeah. Robert Parrish and Alonzo Mourning are the only Hornets to have been inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. Mourning, Larry Johnson, Glenn Rice, Eddie Jones, Does Baron Kobe Davis. Count? <laughs> Does Kobe, Does Kobe count? Lakers are probably two. <laughs> Maybe. I got the numbers. I just don't got who Celtics the players are. So, so wait, you want us to guess the two teams that don't, and right. the Hornets is not one of them. Right. Was, is it the Clippers? No. Dallas Mavericks? No. No. Um, but, uh, the Nets? <laughs> no, they got 16. Good Dr. J played for them. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Toronto Raptors. Toronto has three. That is not the answer. Gee. Two teams have zero. Is it Milwaukee? The Vancouver Grizzlies count? No, but Memphis has got one. So that would be, they do have one. So that was who they are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they have. I don't the know Clippers. Who I said no, the Clippers. Clippers have no. 10. What the hell? There's a lot of people playing the Clippers. Elgin, Elgin Baylor did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the Pelicans. <laughs> That's one. I was going to say, they're so new. And the Thunder. 
No. That ain't fair for the Pelicans. What? They're the Hornets. Oh, because they come they count them else? as the supersonic. Yeah, they're the supersonic. Oh, okay. Uh, That's just because Pelicans and the other one has a tie to the Hornets, kinda. Is it the Kings? Mm-mm. No. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Garnett. They got zero. They got zero. Minnesota and I guess Pel- ain't win yet. Minnesota and Pelicans have mm-hmm. zero. Yeah, but but think about it. Does he go in as a Timberwolf or does he go in as a Celtic? Well, according to this, you go in under every team you've ever been on because there's four Hornets somehow. I don't think I don't it literally think. says right here: Robert Parrish and Alonzo Mourning are the only Hornets to have been inducted in the Hall of Fame. Did either one but of them that, go but, in but as but a Hornet? I was just saying, did either one of them go in with a Hornets jersey on? Mourning is probably in there with a. Do Heat they even do that on. in NBA? I don't know. Like they do in the NFL. Like you pick a team in like baseball, you have to pick a team. Oh, I don't know. Like you have to like you have all to pick I, a specific team in baseball. All I know is that Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech was epic. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. destroyed everybody. <laughs> um That's true. Three <laughs> Hall of Famers inducted as players for them. This is from basketball reference. Uh Robert Parrish couldn't find the Alonzo Mourning, Vlade Divac. <sighs> the 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 basketball hall of fame. Is the basketball yeah. Hall of Fame? It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's, yeah, but this is Charlotte. I mean, right? It's basketball. It's just hall basketball. Of fame. So okay, yeah, I guess you can do that. So, what I mean is that people like Vladi Divas will get in. Mm-hmm. It's not really that great. Look, <laughs> this is just, just what I'm. He reading. was good enough to trade for this, Kobe. This that's, is that's what true. I am <laughs> reading. They made the playoffs. Basketball. Why can we not have got Co- uh, uh, Vladi and a first round pick? We got Glenn Rice for Alonzo Mourning. I don't have a problem ended, with that. We ended up with Eddie Jones. Honors, through all Hall that of stuff. Fame. Alonzo Mourning is probably one of my top three all-time favorite players, but I like Glenn Rice, too. I'm not that big on Alonzo at all. I never. I, never. I just like shot-blocking people, I and t- that's why I like him. I tell you what, I liked him until he, he got rid of the box cut. <laughs> he was yeah. good with the Will Smith box cut, and then when he got rid of that, I just stopped liking Alonzo. And he, wanted, he didn't want enough to do with Charlotte. Yeah, right, exactly. yeah, he probably went in as a heat. Last 46 starts. Cam Newton, 23 and 23. Tyrod Taylor. I know this. 24, 21 and 1. Mm. In the last 46 starts, Tyrod Taylor. Now, listen, you want to hear the touchdowns? Cam, 65 to 44 interceptions. He, in 40, last 46 starts, and that's what I always thought Cam was really good at. It. I would give him tons of credit, is that he didn't throw picks. But in his last 46 starts, he's thrown 44 interceptions. Tyrod Taylor has 54 touchdowns to Cam, 65, 11 less. But interceptions, Cam, 44, Taylor, 20. I want to bring something up about Cam, too, you know, because he... You can... That's, that was from Colin Sagan. I want to say it? this. Yeah, those were good numbers, though. No, great numbers. You know, they never did him any favors for... He, he had... They started picking short wide receivers for him. Why would you do that? Well, they give him big ones first, and they, they didn't did. out. Kelvin Benjamin, he was and a Popeye's biscuit him. away was, from him being a tight end. And Devin Funches. Funches had brick hands by they, the time Funches he came in. Funches was good with him. But Funches, they they were, try, I think they tried to help Cam. What they messed the up. The combination of wide, pick and wide receivers is yeah. a 50-50 proposition, yeah. and then Cam never improving his. And see, I don't think Funches really was, I don't think he needed to play wide receiver. People forget, when he was at Michigan, he was a tight end. I think he would have thrived really from the tight end position and not trying to put him out wide. If Benjamin had not have gotten fat, <laughs> just saying, gotten fat and out of he, shape. He was a thousand yard wide receiver well, his first about, year. He Dude, got he got injured uh, and, and, and then he got fat because he couldn't. Cam move. throws high. Cam throws high. You know who would be really good with Cam Newton? I'm gonna tell you right now. 
Julio. I'm talking about somebody that likes the ball thrown up and he doesn't run routes. Des Bryant. He wouldn't mind. I mean, just, because he doesn't run Des routes. Des not open anyway. He's going to throw. <laughs> he's going to throw the football. Runs like he's got a high, piano on his back. And Des can go up and get it. He yeah. needs somebody that can, can win a jump ball. Yeah. Larry, well, Larry Fitzgerald would have been. Well, I'll say this: it would have been real good. He if, needed a big guy. If the Chargers are in fact that's why Olsen was so good with it. trying to sign Cam underneath the table, like not trying to make it public. Because I've seen a couple of mock drafts that say if they do it, they're not taking a quarterback, obviously. He'll have weapons. He'll have Hunter Henry. And, and, and he'll Allen. have Keenan Allen. And he'll have the big wide receiver in Mike Williams. So it's not like he can't come out. If he struggles, he will not be able to say there is no talent around him. I, so I know look, we beat a if dead gets horse a, on if him. He, but... If he gets it, good for him. But if it's on him to prove us all wrong, and I don't know if he can. I I know we beat a dead horse on him, but if nobody's picked him up now, he is. Well, uh, I've read I've read a lot of reports saying he's in, he's in trouble. That he's hurt. They might not make a move on him till teams see what they do in the draft, and if they right. need, still need a quarterback. Then they'll sign him after the draft. All right, Zach, rounding up the show day. Before we go, a couple of things. I do want to show you this. You the other day we were talking quarterbacks and quarterbacks that throw people open, mm. right? And, and, and whether you thought when the, when they're open or do you throw them open? I want you guys to watch this. This is the very first touchdown Tony Romo ever threw. I remember that game, and it was in Carolina. We lost that game, right? The Panthers fans were wearing Jessica Simpson mask. <laughs> They, they really were. Got to yeah, remember it. that. Panthers fans. They were put, like, uh, they, they, yeah. they put Jessica Simpson mask on popsicle, popsicle sticks. sticks. Got to love it. And we're walking around. And, they, and Panther fans thought that was a good <laughs> joke. Like, now, let's think about it, Hunter. I know. If you're Hunter Yancey and I'm Tony Romo and I'm, I'm quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys making millions and I'm dating Jessica Simpson. Who do I care? And your idea is to make fun of me for that. Okay. <laughs> what's Roman supposed to do hey, like, when, hey, when, show me a picture of your girlfriend or, <laughs> you know what I mean win or like, lose I'm going home to her sorry I'm, I'm Tony Roman All right. anyway, I thought that stuff was funny alright watch this throw and then we'll dissect it real quick for the folks watching online this is Romo to Witten now let's see if they show the side angles. I mean he put it just to where Witten could get it right so Look now how big Witten was back then <laughs> I mean, he's still kind of big, just it's more of like a fridge built hey, now. Hunter, he ran, ran. Hunter had, I mean, Hunter, Jason Witten had a faster 40 yard dash than Shannon Sharp did at the combine. All right. Did Drew, y'all, Drew, how Drew, does that, does that blow your mind? Drew yeah, Bledsoe. Shannon Sharp's pretty fast. Jason Witten outran Shannon Sharp in the, in the combine. What, Jay, what, Zach? I'm Drew sorry. Bledsoe was having a flashback. All right, watch this. Here's <laughs> Ron Brady all over. Here's Romo. Now look, he is in the he motion even, he of even broke he's yet. in the motion of throwing. Let's it go here, okay? And then he breaks. Look where he caught the ball. Hey, put behind it behind him. Look. <laughs> Everybody yeah. Bledsoe. Damn, that was a good one. Poor Bledsoe. I couldn't have done that. So Romo goes one, two. Witten's taking three steps by now, tops, right? And he lets go of the ball. So like as of right there. One, two, three, four, five, about five or six steps, then Witten catch, turns around and catches the ball. The Panthers defender never turned around. The defender thinks that the ball wasn't coming, and he just whips around and catches And this is what I mean by throwing someone open, Zach. I don't think the defender even saw Is that Cam wouldn't throw that pass right there. He wouldn't attempt it. 
He wouldn't throw it before the guy came open. And that and that's, you know, right then and there, and I told people from the start, Tony Romo's a good damn passer because of stuff like that right there. It's not – you were talking about throwing up and them catching it. Mm-hmm. That's a different ball than what he just threw. Oh, I know. He just threw it – when he saw – and as a quarterback, <laughs> if I see the back of your head, you're burnt. I could put it anywhere I want. And so as soon as he saw that guy's back of his head, he threw it to that shoulder, went and turned around, snatched it. Beautiful play, beautiful catch, and um, that's the difference between a quarterback who throws someone open as opposed to hitting the guy once they're uh, once they're open. Yeah, I was watching the game where uh, Romo uh, debuted, and I was happy that Bledsoe wasn't going to play because I thought we, we was going to get a win because they were bringing in their <laughs> <laughs> practice squad uh, quarterback, mm-hmm. and uh, he debuts against us, and, and <clears throat> that was it. He never relinquished a starting job. Mm-mm. He pressed God at him. All right, Hunter, you got anything else today? That's about it. That's about it. That's Zach, about uh, it. I, Hunter, give us five or ten minutes real quick. Uh, NASCAR iRacing mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Timmy Hill won the race at Texas. Uh, Timmy actually has 600 iRacing wins. Uh, doesn't have any NASCAR wins. He races in one of those uh, teams that doesn't have the the great equipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're basically using last year's equipment or year before's. And uh, they're just talking about how good great it is for him to get the the spotlight and guys like that to, to actually get the spotlight. I think Junior finished seventh. Um, more and more guys are jumping on. Kyle Busch joined this week. Um, Jimmy, of course, is still having trouble. Um, they actually did the fun part, Hunter. They did a audio. You ever listen to it the, where they do the the radio in the car and mm-hmm. put it together? They yeah. they had one of those for this race. Oh God! Instead of two minute <laughs> two minute one. Clint Boyer was hilarious as always, yeah. uh, talking with. He fired his spotter fired. during the race, and uh, it was. And then he got someone else. Larry, he's trying to get Larry McReynolds to do it, yeah. and uh, it, it, that was pretty hilarious. Um, Zach, one point three million people watched this race. That's uh, see, see, we can think, we we can do this for uh, shock jocks. We can have a Tecmo Super Bowl uh, game uh, matchup. Okay, now that you said that. So we were talking down the hall, and I was talking with the engineer before you got here about Twitch yeah. and, and my class and everything. And we were talking about how people now are just playing video games and people are watching. And I actually mentioned down the hall, Zach, that we ought to stream our tech mobile games. Was no, that's one thing we could probably guarantee there's mm. probably nobody watching. Tech mobile. Is a tech mobile game. Yeah. Online. And if we started doing that, we might get some, might get some viewers or something. Yeah. How about this, Hunter? We just institute Tech Mobile as part of the podcast. There you go. It takes exactly 20 minutes to play a game. There you go. So, folks, we'll do 45 minutes of talking. In a 20 minute. We'll take a 20 minute Tech Mobile break. <laughs> and then we can. And, and, yeah. And then do the rest and of the you, show. You know, they, they do make a, uh, a an updated version. Have you seen those? I, I've seen. You can go online and, yeah, and play them online. I've not actually like seen them in action or anything the, like that. Order the, the game itself. Or the, yeah. It's got the. Up, updated roster. Now I've seen an updated roster thing that you could do online, but not actually like the actual cartridge or anything like that. Would be neat uh, to do. I, I do like the game. Very very fun game. The table basketball is fun too. Table basketball fun is harder. It's hard, but it's fun. Um, the I, I put one of the games. Zach, I, I can't remember if you who was playing, but um, somebody at one time got remember Minute Bowl. Yeah, would actually shoot three pointers. Yes. Yeah. And I remember one of those games, I was playing somebody one time, he scored 50-something points because <laughs> Manute Bull got hot shooting threes. And he was firing them from half court everywhere. He was seven foot, just, swoosh, swoosh, just everywhere. But Jordan was really good on that game. He was unstoppable yeah. on that game. Barkley was unstoppable on that game, too. Those, yeah. are, those are the two best players, probably. Uh, 
But those games were really cool that um, we could all like choose the team. Yeah. Yep. You could play your season. Yep. You can still you do it now on Madden and stuff, mm-hmm. but it, just being on those old games, it's kind of it's incredible to think about that they actually had that. Even on the Tecmo Bowl, we could all pick a, a, a team and you could and, go play those a season. Games. Don't matter how many, right? How many you had, I believe. No, you play. Yeah, well, there's 30 teams. You you have 30 yeah. people, uh, so you can have 30 man controlled teams. Yeah, those 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 are pretty fun. We ought to throw a Tecmo Bowl on the uh, screen. Have you ever played? No, it it wouldn't be that it's hard very, for you. To it's, it's two buttons. Yeah, A and B. Yeah, <laughs> a, a and the biggest thing is hard is defense. Pretty more yeah. than anything is, is yeah. figuring out how to how to play a little bit of defense. Uh, Hunter, we'll get it going one day. I've got to get I, I've got to get I, a new I, copy. My my copy got it got missing. I'll take it easy on you. I'll play with the uh, when I don't play against experts. I'll pick Dallas because their defense is questionable. Emmett Smith's good. No checks good. Michael Irvin's good. That defense on there. It's and, bef- and they didn't it's, Troy it's wasn't that good. It's before that they won the Super Bowl. It's like the year before. Yeah, it was the year the Giants won. It was two years before because the Giants won the Super Bowl in that one, yeah. and it was the Redskins Super Bowl year. So I've the Redskins the, team was really good. I've got the. Hunter, you you like that Redskins team, dude? Yeah. They were nasty. Yeah, Mark Rippon, Art Monk, Sanders, Biner, Biner. That was a that was a really good Redskins team. The defense was nasty too with Dexter Manley, Daryl Green mm-hmm. had Darryl a Green nat- had a really good team. All right. uh... I guess that'll do it. Anything else, Hunter? No, not really. That's about it. Other than uh, Wimbledon's canceled. I uh, see that. So that now it's official. <laughs> Everything's canceled. Appalachians waiting on their SEC invite. They got their conference USA today on April Fools. There you go. You got an April Fools joke? You got anything? You got to work on anything for your girlfriend, <sighs> mom, dad, anybody? No, I really don't have an April Fools joke. I think I'm gonna take my kids to the ice cream shop and go in and get myself a cone and just say April and come Fools. Make get back in the car and drive home. <laughs> Oh man! You know you don't like that. One. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cruel. Cruel, kind of cruel. I will. I will. Do, I'll end. I'll end my my episode with this. Yes, sir. So, for some reason, my son thinks anything that's old is from the eighties. <laughs> so, <laughs> I found a VCR the other day. It, it just I dusted it off, got yeah. it out. Yeah, and he's like, "Is that a DVD player, Dad?" I was like, no, son, it's a VCR. Oh, what's that? So we start. He says, is that from the 80s? I said, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we got a VCR in our living room because my wife uh-huh. had every Disney movie ever made. So we just set it up in the. We just, we've got a stack of mm-hmm. all the Disney movies on VHS still, and, and they, the kids watch it. My kids know how to run a, a VCR. We had two videos that I didn't want to get messed up. Number one was Rad. I don't know if you remember the movie Rad, it was a BMX movie. Maybe. And the other one was my wedding day tape because we don't have a backup of it. So I, I told him, I told Manny, I said, I'm not putting anything good in here because I don't want it to eat it, right? Yeah. So I put in old tape and it eats it. And I'm like, thank goodness I didn't put one of the good ones in it. <laughs> so we was going to throw the VCR away. And uh, I heard something rattling in it. My daughter, I guess, when we actually had a VCR and she had her DS games, tried to put a DS game in there and play it on the VCR. So <laughs> oh she my got my God. tape because she put the, the thing in there so we watched uh, the video of my my wedding and uh and my son's going was that an 80s dad was that an 80s dad <laughs> so we had the vcr broke out this week and I, I was gonna look up just to see what what one cost you can't get one for under like 200 dollars now really man i can sell my vcr i got like three or three of those jokers you look, you look one one time look up vcr every one of them's 199 I'm I about died. It's and then he wants a typewriter my son wants a typewriter you could go to any redneck yard sale Get in the south and find a VCR. I, I tried to find a typewriter. They're $200 for typewriters. 
He just wanted a typewriter. I got some cheap ones on eBay, Zach. This is the one I got in the living room right there at Emerson. 45 bucks on eBay. That's still too much. You can get DVDs for about that much price, can't you? DVD uh, players? Probably cheaper. Because there's Blu-ray <laughs> and on demand now. Blu-ray. So DVD, VCR combos? Unbelievable. 300 bucks. All right, guys. Let's, I wrap, gotta go. let's wrap it up. Uh, see you guys Saturday on Saturday Sports Talk. Our next podcast will be Monday. Zach, you won't be back then, we. You missed this Monday. Thought you was coming in. You forgot. He <laughs> <laughs> forgot. <laughs> well, I just figured, I thought you'd already planned it, so I didn't, I didn't even say anything, and you missed. All right, Hunter, let's play her away today and see you guys on Saturday for Saturday Sports Talk with Mitchum's Kitchen Breakfast. Thank you guys for watching the Shock, Shock Jocks podcast. Tune in. iTunes, Spotify. Listen live and watch live on Facebook and listen and watch live the replays on YouTube. Thanks, everybody.